Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I've got it on the notes, by the way, but I think when we get around to the, the Game Awards part of the show, um, I think it would be good to like screen share that and just go through the, the yeah. categories of interest. Um for the viewers for the viewers yeah sure works for me all right yeah we're now live if i asked you oh what xbox's slogan was for this generation would you know what it was uh it's just jump in isn't it or like (laughs) that was it that was it like 360 uh like i don't know what it was in xbox one i mean they had like the world's most power like world's most powerful console didn't they play it yeah best on the world i don't know yeah i actually don't know <laughs> yeah i was it? thinking that because i remember it but there's no way other people remember it. it's it's power your dreams because they've had that old campaign on like oh, yeah. the dreams thing haven't they they don't put it at the end of their like power your dreams. Though, do they? no which is it's just a cool slogan like that's way better than jump in but it's not like yeah it's just xbox marketing being being crap as usual yeah because i i yeah i went yeah because i jumped in S. yeah it had the power of your dreams like wrapped around it yeah i remember now yeah mm. that's right all right so i'm just gonna post the socials because as well i was thinking i don't know what i don't know if the ps5 has one i know they did for the ps4 which was players yeah oh it's like greatness or some shit isn't it it's like something like that uh, experience greatness is some bit some we believe in generation <laughs> that's the one they totally Cat believe games in generation. are us yeah uh come say no come what, say uh, come. we are now <laughs> we are now live come say hi I spell. I misspelled five words there, and there's only a six-word sentence. You're tired. You're a tired boy, man. You're a tired man, boy. You're a tired boy, man. You're. <laughs> I can be either for you. You're tired. You're tired. You're just tired. Yeah, that's okay. Ah, morning, Wahi. Yes. Glad you could join us. Keen is here. That's that's how I know it's a good day. Yeah, you're straight um, on it. All right, buddy. Uh, I'm ready to go if you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can start jingling, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, let's do it. I've got my tea. I've got my ginger beer. Let's go. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yeah, well, I've got a little bit of an upset stomach, man. I know. It's feeling a bit dodge. But, I mean, we drink ginger beer oh, anyway. No. Tell but, me like, about it. Yeah. Uh, I won't tell you about it. Not while it's jingling. I'm not going to talk about my <laughs> bowels. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Quick Resume Podcast. This is episode seventy-eight. We missed last week, uh, but we're back now um, due to me having a small little child um, under the name of Fox. Just to clarify, 
He's not a fox. He's a human baby fox. He's one week old today. He's very sweet, but he's quite hard work. And that's why I've got sleepy eyes and I'm misspelling everything on Twitter in the moment. But anyway, hi. Thanks for coming. Um, we're here to talk about games and not babies. So if you haven't been there before, my name's Deck. Over there is Tim. Say hi, Tim. Hello. Hi. My name's Tim. Greetings. Um, and we've got plenty to talk about this week. Is it, you know, it's been a busy two weeks, really. Um, I don't know if you've been on top of this, but you know, out from the outset, we had the, the Game Awards nominations last week. We had more uh, more drama with the whole ABK situation, but it's going global now. You know, it's going international. China have kind of got involved. Um, you know, the US are getting involved with the FTC as well. The CMA are continuing to be, um, you know, dinguses, as are the EU. And Sony, you know, the Sony's response has been publicly shared. So, like, you know, we've seen what Sony has essentially said, you know, <laughs> behind closed doors to the CMA. I think it was the CMA. Um, and all of that, you know, it adds to kind of what the weekly treadmill of a with drama with this whole thing. So, this is fun. It might not sound fun, but it's, it is fun. Um, so, let's, uh, let's take it down a notch, Tim. Yeah. How's it? How's it going? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 pretty good. Um, yeah, obviously not quite as much has happened in my life as as yours um, over the last week or two. Um, but I just found out I'm pretty much I'm losing my job, so that's good. Um, that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that happened in my life. Just a little side, just a footnote. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's been a pretty all right week. I'm losing my job, but yeah, you know, it's yeah. fine. Tummy hurts. Just, <laughs> just another company that's I've joined that's now gone into liquidation. That's, that's the second one. For those of you who are, are, are unaware, I seem to bring down companies from what? within somehow. <laughs> well, it's the second liquidation, but it's the third redundancy, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just got made redundant just in yeah one of my jobs a while ago. Then uh, yeah, then a liquidation, and then uh, a, a liquidation again. Uh, I know how to pick him, dude. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of I don't know. It's one of those things where it's kind. I feel like it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Anyway, I'm not going to go too much into it, but um, you know, maybe it's time for a change. You know, that's what everyone says when they lose their job, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and I can catch up on my backlog, dude. December is going to oh, be the yeah. month Nothing of wrong my with backlog. That. Because who the fuck I'm is so recruiting for you. Yeah. in December anyway, right? Like, no one recruits in December. Like, I'll probably apply to some, like, nice roles if I see him. But, like, I'm very much going to take a little bit of a backseat and just have, like, a few weeks off and then just hit the ground running in, in the new year in terms of the job search. Um, so, yeah, it might be the month of the, month of the backlog um so to speak so i'm excited that's great and i like nothing makes me happier than 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 tim getting to finish games it's nothing best, makes me happier dude. i'm gonna finish tales of arise it's a fucking long game Are you really like you wow. can't say i haven't given it my best yeah, effort I'm about 38 hours in <laughs> uh it's just a really long game wow um and yes, yeah, so i'll finish that and then i don't know i'm thinking maybe like the resident evil 2 and 3 remakes um might get around to some of the PlayStation exclusives, God of War, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm not really too sure, but yeah, a lot on the cards potentially for a nice little. You haven't even got Elden Ring on that list. December break. No, I actually have. You you reminded me. I actually hopped on Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Uh, Elden Ring. Um, yesterday with my new Series S that oh, I cool. bought in the Black Friday sales. Mm. 
Let's go. Boop, 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 boop. Amazon, get, give it away for one. Hundred and nine pound. Yeah, yeah. That's absolute crazy. bargain. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a really good price, so I couldn't say no to that. So I've got that plugged in, and my girlfriend's now it's sort of like a second Xbox. Uh, and yeah, I booted up Elden Ring, beat a couple bosses, made some progress. I'm at the base of the Erd Tree. You know, it's on Ooh, the cards. It's a nice place to be. Yeah, on the cards, dude. Mm. How is um, it? Yeah. I guess I, I just wanted to say first, because I wanted to ask you a bit, sorry, mate, um, about uh, like that Amazon Series S deal is, I don't know if that's just a UK thing, but like that is crazy. Like Xbox must be selling kidneys. Oh yeah, like 60 like, quid. <laughs> to get offer... them out at that price. Yeah, 60 quid Already a £250 console. Pound console. Yeah, 190 for a next gen console that can play like 60. It's cheaper than a Switch. 60 to 120. <laughs> fps yeah yeah it, that, I, that shocked me so much because i was kind of looking to get a new switch because mine is just like i was just like maybe i could upgrade to the oled you know that sort of thing but i know switch 2 is on the horizon so i probably won't um but yeah everything was so expensive i was like 300 plus pounds i was like all this is is all this just has a better screen than the first switch why is this so expensive like this is crazy yeah it's the same hardware <clears throat> it's just a better screen it will still run yeah. pokemon I think... like garbage so part part of it to me and that is on the agenda by the way pokemon um part of it to me is like it feels like almost a pricing strategy so like like they pump out more supply of oled switches so that there's less less supply of the regular switch that people if people want one now they have to get an oled you know what i mean um yeah almost because like you say you go on amazon nowadays i can only really find like secondhand base switches unless i get an oled which is like what 300 quid or yeah, something it's like just under three, quid maybe. i think they had some bundle offers over black friday for like 330 with a game so yeah you're, you're looking at about mm. 300 quid if you're going for just the console yeah or a switch light is that a thing did i make that up a switch light is a thing yeah so it's portable only switch light you can't put it you can't dock it into the tv at all and those are still coming in yeah. around 200 180 to 200 which is right. mental. like that's still Crazy. like the same cost as my Series S that I just bought, if not more expensive. Yeah. It's just a fucking handheld only Switch. Like, <laughs> Jesus. It's just, it's just crazy. That price is just bonkers. Like, I yeah. think... Because, like, I've been convincing a couple of people to get their hands on them. Like, get that. Just get a, a year of Game Pass for, like, you know, 50... Or Game Pass Armour, even 50 quid. That is such a good present. Like, yeah. that, for yourself? <laughs> or for a friend? Or, a, you know, child? Whatever. Mm absolutely so um yeah so so my next question was about like how did i feel going back into Elden Ring? because that's it's kind of slipped out of the public conversation now um despite you know the game awards being around and boy do i have a lot to say about that yeah. but I, I don't know if they'll hop in for a minute um yeah so it was it was obviously a shock going back because it's just a really fucking tough game and i got my ass handed to me about six times before <laughs> i beat this boss it was that um it was one of those guys on the horse uh outside the base of the earth tree you know the one that could summon like the red lightning and stuff um the big yeah what were they colors. called the tree guardians tree, oh yeah, tree like yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it was tree guardian tree sentinel that's it um but it was like it was like the dragon one uh out yeah outside the base of the earth tree yeah so he it, obviously yeah just the difficulty scale they're quite hard was, was difficult they are hard yeah yeah um uh so that took a bit of getting used to um but apart from that man it was it was great to be back i i slipped right right back into the whole um 
you know, as soon as I found this area. And again, just walking and discovering a new area. The game is so beautiful. Like, just the way they structure their world and, and the direction. Levels. Like, it's just insane. And I was and I was immediately, you know, jumping off places and finding the shortcuts and little hidden secrets and just really getting back into the swing of it like I hadn't ever left it. Um, and yeah, before I knew it, like an hour passed and I was just, just like, uh, yeah, I only went to just go on this quickly while... Uh, well, like my girlfriend was doing something and she's kind of been sitting here doing nothing yeah. for like 40 minutes now um so yeah, yeah 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 it's it was it was good to be back yeah definitely yeah that's awesome yeah i mean just just because like you know if, if you followed the show and, and you probably remember me saying it to him like we like i definitely had a, a big honeymoon phase as everyone did with elden ring yeah. like amazing Incredible. um but like after i finished it because i 100 percented it like so after i finished it probably a month later I really got like kind of a sour taste in my mouth, but it wasn't because of the game. It was just because of like all the reception and it was like really smug and patronizing. You know, like every YouTuber made the same fucking video. Do you know what I mean? What's yeah. wrong with modern games? This is why map icons are bad. And it's not like yeah. necessarily that like they're, they're wrong. Like, you know, Elden Ring, I think was, it was quite evolutionary in that way in how it guided you through its world and didn't hold your hand. Not th- and there's nothing wrong with the other way of, of you know, the other end of that spectrum of of, guy, of games guiding you around. But like, there's just this real smugness in the in kind of the yeah. content creator community that was like, like trying to tell devs what to do. And yeah. I, I, that just really started to like get this. on my nerves. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't want every game to be like that. Sometimes no. I just want a game where I can run from marker to marker. And obviously, I want that to be interesting and not monotonous and not boring. You know, uh, but like that sort of game can still be good and there's, there's a place maybe for a hybrid of both you know yeah so yeah I just, but now i'm like now that we're back far away from it again i'm like every now and again i'll see a bit of gameplay and i'm like oh yeah i remember being there oh yeah like the, the jingle that we play in the background when you get there like some of the music some of the enemies oh. and all those weapons that i never tried all of those spells you know all the things like that yeah um, i'm excited for the dlc now but i guess is where i was where i was going with this <laughs> yeah have they got like a have they got like an announcement date on that dlc or anything or is that still pretty much in the it, dark it's it's not official yet. Something's I think FromSoft trademarked um the name of something which people are assuming it's the DLC, but um yeah. And they do good DLCs, FromSoft. They do very good DLCs. They do. They do. So it'll be exciting to to go back to it for that for sure. Um but yeah, no, I think that's about it for me. Yeah, just like Series S. Uh also we've been playing lots of Pokemon, but we can we can go through that in, in the Pokemon segment. Um uh yeah bit of elden ring bit of this uh we've got ship of pools haven't played it yet um but yeah what about yeah. you man what you been how's your, how's yeah, just, your just gaming a... life been since oh no you go you go <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say yeah we bought um ship of fools um and i just in case any of you haven't heard of the game it's like a um it's like a co-op roguelite adventure game i yeah. guess but you're like on a ship and you know you sail around and you do it's kind of like top down from the looks of it it's like top down sea of thieves combat am i am i misplaced in that judgment where you're like on the ship by the looks of it you kind of upgrade the ship and maybe your character as well on yeah. the boat yeah. but then you choose you know like it doesn't slay the spire in hades you know you pull it yeah. up and there's a fork in the road and you pick which way to go you know it's like your top down like stuff. paper mario style like yeah graphics you know in the sense that you're like 2d but in like a kind of 3d-esque world then yeah top down yeah yeah that's right 
Uh, yeah, we had our eyes on it a while back, and then it came out. It wasn't on Game Pass, but it was like, what? It was really cheap, wasn't it? It was like £11, so we just split yeah. the difference. And uh, Yeah, I look forward to playing that. Um, yeah, it looks really good. fun. It's reviewed quite well as well. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out like an 80 on Open Critic. Um, Who's it made by? So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, I was just looking that up. Cause it, I, I don't know if it was a Devolver published game. Yeah, it's familiar in its graphic style and like sort of tone than than I've played in Devolver games in the past. So I, I would have thought they'd be involved in some way, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, it obviously is an indie game. Um, oh, is it Team Seventeen? I think it's Team Seventeen. Oh, so okay. like you know, Worms, Worms. publisher. Yeah, yeah the, actual, the actual devs is Quebec City. So you know, I know them well. Heard of them, but. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Oh no, Fika Fika Productions, Fika Productions. That's the dev, and yeah, Team Seventeen is the publisher. So yeah, really, Team Seventeen are really good. They're like a close second to Devolver, I would say, in terms of quality and um, yeah. what they put out. Yeah, um, good. Yeah. Space. So your follow up question was how? Yeah. What's your What's your couple dad weeks been, been like since, <laughs> since old Foxy boy? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been all right. It's been all right, actually. Um, uh, you know, I've been playing. Um, I picked up my Switch a few times. I've been using Cloud quite a bit as well. So Vampire Survivors on Cloud. Um, I've played a bit of Super Mario Sunshine. Don't ask me why. Just kind of fancied it. It was on my Switch. I didn't really want to. I, wanted, I, need, I needed to play something portable. And I was looking at what I have. And I got that, you know, Mario All Stars thing. So <laughs> I thought I'd play there. there. Okay. Mario Sunshine, you know, what else can I say? I, I hate that I it is it is and I'm like the only reason I'm enjoying I mean they are good games but like I'm playing it because of the nostalgia yeah. um but like I hate those ports I still I'm still like a bit angry at myself for buying mm-hmm. that all-star collection because they're it's such a low shit like yeah there's no improvement so like oh they up it a little bit okay but like there's no gyro there's no updated controls no controller remapping like I just can't believe it and like even it, like I, I didn't know this, but because you know, Galaxy in Mario Galaxy, you, you use the Wii remote. It had yeah. those like gestures, like you'd spin yeah. your thing around. Apparently, and I need someone to like confirm if you know better than me. But from when I had a quick look online, it's that's not a thing in the in the All Stars edition. You have to use the touch screen, but you couldn't dock it and then oh. use your Joy Cons. What? Why? Who wants to get their grubby mitts all over the screen and spin their finger all over it? I don't know, Nintendo. I mean, that's just what I read on a very quick glance, and maybe that's just an additional option for while you're playing it portably. Does yeah. that make sense? So, like, how do you use the gesture remotes portably? Um, but it wouldn't surprise me because the rest of these ports fucking suck. Like, because especially Sunshine, there's like it's the only Mario where there's like an element of aiming because you're using Flood. Yeah. And it would be, man, it would just improve the game so much more if I had the gyro. Mm. And like, because, like it, a lot of the aiming, like the controls are so bad as well. Like, oh, they're, they're just, awful. Yeah. Like you can strafe to aim, but you can't free turn on the right stick. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I can't believe they didn't do anything more with that. Anyway. Yeah. So I played a bit of that. Um, I started Somerville. Um, nice. Which um was a game pass game that came out alongside pentiment um which is quite i quite like you know it scored like mid 70s um i was hoping for a little bit better from you know some of the talent behind inside though um but and i can see why like it, it's good i'm i'm liking what i'm playing but like there's 
just one really clear design flaw in that in how vague it is with where what the game wants you to interact with it's really pretty it's so so pretty like the whole premise mm. of the game is that basically you know you move to this town and then shortly after it seems like the planet gets caught in the crossfire of an of an intergalactic war and you know there are like these giant structures these giant alien like you know monoliths almost um like floating in the sky um really pretty uh but the game tries to come go to like a 3d kind of game so you know kind of like rather than being fully 2d the, the game it feels kind of like the old resident evil games where it's like a kind of a fixed camera position but the camera does kind of swerve and move around as you move okay, but it is yeah. 3d um and it's kind of you know it's just like kind of uh environmental storytelling uh there's no voice work um and like there's like physics puzzles to solve uh the, the main problem yeah like i said it's it, it, the game's really ambiguous with where it wants you what it wants you to interact with like there's no hud element and i just think everything would have been solved if they had just been like a little hud element like it didn't need to be intrusive but just something when i get close just pop up and so i know okay mm. this is the thing i can interact with yeah um yeah. especially if i'm playing on cloud like it's tiny and because it's 3d when you walk away from the camera things get so small mm. you know and i'm like squinting and i'm like i already wear glasses you know and i'm like what am i trying to interact with here yeah. um but it's cool. It's it's one of those those chill games that you can just kind of have on um, and just play a bit. Um, nice. But then other nice. than that, uh, just Overwatch, really. Oh, and I, I hopped into. I did hop into a bit of Halo Infinite. I didn't play. I just wanted to have a look around some of the maps, uh, like download a few, make sure I had some ready to go. Um, next okay. time we have a game night with our friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Successful. But... You find anything good? Yeah, yeah. I found a handful for sure. Um, there's definitely still a lot of them. A good stuff is still being made um but I, yeah i got a handful of ones which i which like immediately look really fun there's like this super smash someone's made like super smash bros where everybody just has plasma pistols you know you're on like a floating platform mm. uh, and you have repulse no grapples grapples and repulses so like you can you grapple if you're stood up but you repulse if you're crouched okay and so everybody's flying around trying to either smack each other off off like this single floating platform yeah or um or like punch each other and then so people are like you know guarding the edge like repulsing people off and then they're grappling back and then repulsing off um nice. just think just silly stuff like that they're just it's um just yeah, fun. fun uh so yeah but yeah that's been me um Sweet. and then i can wait but the two of us are kind of both waiting on the overwatch 2 season 2 update in just over a week yes yeah i'm quite excited for that yeah it should it should be quite nice to um yeah get get another battle pass i'm hoping that will drop with like an update where they address some of the store issues and stuff i don't know if that's the case um that that would be nice i would i would like to be able to buy some skins without taking out a loan of some kind that (laughs) would be nice like i i really do feel like as much as the battle pass was quite good outside of a, a handful of skins in the battle pass i feel like all the time i put into overwatch hasn't rewarded me cosmetically at all uh, and i have no yeah. career level to be like oh look check me out i've done i've done 110 levels in overwatch 2 like, just i just feel silly. like i'm not really being rewarded outside of the gameplay and the battle pass um so 
yeah, they do. They definitely need to yeah. to sort that out. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact it's the exact problem that, that Infinite had, isn't it? Um, yeah. Except except Overwatch had a perfectly good one in place. Like I loved those little portraits. I thought that was one of the best ways. I I don't know. I just liked it. I, yeah. And, you know, it, you got little stars at the bottom, and then you went up to you like prestige to a silver border, and then when you saw someone with a like a diamond one, you're like, oh shit, this person is either really good or they're 14, and you know they don't go to school. Yeah. Could be either, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I understand their fight and like pushing back against toxicity, but I think sometimes there needs to be a middle line. <laughs> you know, there needs to be a middle ground, rather, should I say? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, did you did you see the trailer for the Remarcher, by the way? I did. Yeah, yeah, he seems he yeah. seems really cool, actually. Yeah, he seems. Um, he looks so cool. He seems very bloated i feel like they might have given him a little a bit too much yeah, yeah. The, the guy kind of slows he does dart he does burst he does melee he does damage reduction he does shields he does range <laughs> like he literally does like every single thing in the game right now uh so i think he might be a little bit op when he comes out um but he looks cool regardless he that is his thing cool. though i think that that's fine like as long as they don't keep making characters like that like that's fine like if he's going to be a stance switcher and his thing is you know jack of all trades yeah but he like, needs to do fine. yeah but they need to have that fine balance where yes he can do everything but he needs to do everything like okay you know and then you mix it all together yeah. to make the character rather than just he is literally just every character already and you know he just does everything they do more as well so it, it's it, it's tough to balance but um looking at the trailer i think he's going to be a bit strong uh my my gut feeling is he's going to be very strong to start with um and with the cadence of how they're updating their game if he's really busted that might be an issue if they take forever to fucking nerf him so that's true Hopefully yeah, it'll be not. interesting to hear because they've got the rest. They've got more kind of I don't know, not events, but like community updates. I guess in the next few days, haven't they? About yeah. like what the plan is for season two. Here's the content roadmap. Um, and there already have been a few um, kind of outlining what they're going to tackle, like progression. And I think they said like for example, for few, all future events, there'll always be one legendary skin obtainable, which is a good start. Like because for the yeah. last one, like it was like you, you got like a couple of voice lines for doing a couple of challenges, and that's just like pathetic yeah yeah so there'll be like you know a a premiere skin that you can get by participating in each um each event which is good oh okay let's get on to the honorable mentions then buddy yeah let's do it uh i don't think i like so so for the audience i I have collated these notes over the last two weeks um so i've done my best to like trim these down i think we've got a good amount we shouldn't go on for too long um but it does mean we've missed out on a couple of smaller things and it does mean that some of the stuff we're going to talk about might be two weeks old rather than one week old so if you're here for the ride that'll that'll be fine but if you're here for the new stuff you might want to skip to a bit further ahead of the in the video yeah Yes, yes. So I just wanted to actually reflect a little bit, Tim, to start with, because I think it was last week that it was Xbox Live's 20th anniversary. Um, Let's go. Which is kind of wacky to think, 2003. Yeah. Um, I don't think I got an Xbox till 2009. 
in 360 back in the day and i think you had yours a bit earlier yeah i had mine um, for about a year or so before you i think maybe I, yeah i think you had a, a, quite a bit maybe maybe one or two um yeah. but I, I wanted to ask you kind of what you know if somebody asked you what's your history with xbox live you know what do how do you feel about that kind of innovation as a whole like what would you kind of say because it's obviously quite a big deal in the industry yeah extremely yeah i mean it was absolutely revolutionary um obviously for me um my two key standouts and nostalgia hits for me and what changed sort of gaming for me back in that time was yeah definitely halo 3 um and that multiplayer experience mm. playing split screen with you all the time around my house that sort of thing um that was obviously just that was like our first introduction into that world of of, of online gaming uh call of duty modern yeah. warfare was up there as well call of duty 4 um yes and then i mean i i, I gotta shout out my xbox live arcade love me some xbox oh. Live arcade mate castle wow. crashes rascals um <laughs> death spank uh, death spank yeah all those sort of games man uh, what was we, the little we had a blast battle block theater what was the other explosion one man. with with the little animals with guns explosion man what were the little animals with guns small, oh, arms. small arms yeah small arms yeah <laughs> yeah man i yeah those are some of my fondest fondest memories downloading that stuff from the xbox live store the uh, the arcade and stuff um, it's awesome, man. I always used to check uh, check out the arcade uh, store for re- like new releases and stuff like that. Yeah, that's definitely a big part. And that's like, like, don't you? I, I know, that, I know that isn't strictly necessarily Xbox Live. I mean, well, I, I guess it is yeah. in terms of the marketplace. But but you know, like we've we've always had that heritage with with indie games because this kind of like ties into a lot of the conversations that, that we spoke about in the last episode and we will a bit this week with pentamin you know and a lot of the conversations around you know how we value games based on size and production value like you know 20 if 20 years later we're still talking about castle crashes and bloody small arms and bloody rascals explosion man like you know i'm not gonna bite at the bait that smaller games aren't important (laughs) i won't take it been some of the most impactful games of my gaming life like genuinely right. like castle crashes is is one of my favorite games of all time and will always be there yeah. in, in yeah. my eyes yeah and, right. and even most recent games like slay the spire hades all those they're some of my favorite games i've ever played um yeah that's yeah right. like they're insane yeah those sort of indie games really make such a big impact on on my gaming life definitely Mm. And, and you know i think beyond like kind of the actual function of xbox live and you know the ability to play online matches and you know whether it's halo 3 and customs or all of that you know it's been like I, it's, um, it's been really good in helping me like we we've made friends because of xbox live you know oh yeah like 10 years ago 20 2013 right in destiny and also like we've kept in touch because of it as well mm-hmm. yeah. like i can't undersell how important xbox live has been to 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 me 
and you know uh, to the listeners out there you know I, I reckon it's probably been the same to you you know there's people share these stories all the time meeting friends or keep staying in touch you know things like that um and it changed the landscape i know there were some online services before xbox live but you know really live is the one that did it the best and popularized everything mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it changed the way that we view games now you know and so yeah i just wanted to re- kind of reflect on that and i just encourage everyone to think about kind of where we would be without that <laughs> yeah so. yeah definitely i mean yeah i mean most people view gaming as you know this closed off uh you're alone in a little hermit in your room but like gaming is one of my biggest social activities because i always play with friends you know and these friends are extremely far away from me as well you know like a couple hours if not more um away so it's just a great way to stay in touch and yeah without it you know there's there's a very real chance that a lot of us would have fallen out out of touch or spoke a lot less frequently um so yeah no it really has yeah it's definitely changed my life for the better 100 percent. yeah i guess that's why they call it xbox live (sighs) because it keeps you alive (laughs) in the heart (laughs) it stops that downward spiral yeah yeah uh okay very quick shout out then um touch controls got added for vampire survivors got nothing else to add other than that wow what a game mm-hmm. I, I not good enough game of the year though not, oh, not no, good no. enough for uh Mate, graphics are shit not good enough it's not ragnarok is it yeah graphics are bad uh, you play as a you play as a cat though that's uh game of the year oh yeah dude plays janky ass cat no combat you can meow on people perfect I played that game, by the way, from start to complete with my girlfriend. You finished it? Yeah, finished it, dude. It's five hours long. (laughs) Really? Really? Five hours? It was literally like five, five, six hours long. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I like short games. You can complete it quicker as well. Like, we took our time with it. Um, It was fine. It's 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 not even close to being nominated for a game of the year, in my opinion. And that's coming from someone that's mm. played it, start to finish. There's like you know no what's... free roam. Did you know that you can't just like run no. around and jump as the cat? You have button yeah. cues. It's to like jump a quick on time. Specific things. Yeah. Sucks. I did know that. Yeah, that was a huge. When I found that out, like actually, my heart just dropped. I was like, so I'm not really a cat. You're really a cat. Yeah. yeah, you're just a camera, like a camera on on wheels. I'm a cat when you tell me. A bit of fur, cat, but I'm not really a cat. Yeah. <laughs> be a cat for me, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, like, I. You know, we're going to come back around to this. Yeah. I'm not going to get started right it's now. Not, yeah. But um. Save it. Yeah, that's a thing. Touch controls, vampire survivors. Get on that shit. Works very well. And also, they responded really quickly. Just to put it out there, because there were loads of people who were like, "This would be Probably perfect me. for touch controls. Get it up and." Li- Probably yes. Yeah. It was. All, all us. I they think. watched QRP and they were like, fuck, this kid's got a point. We need to get on this uh, yeah, stat. We, we hadn't considered this <laughs> until yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's perfect. What a game. Wow. Um, and then our last honourable mention um, is around Pokemon, because how could you not? How could you not? Um, I don't know if you were aware, Tim, of the numbers that this game came hit. Uh, other than, other, you know, other than... Uh, sales numbers i'm talking you know yeah um this game broke i i think i i, I should have put them down on my notes so i do apologize but i'm pretty sure 
This game broke 20 million sales um, in its first fucking day. Uh, that makes it the biggest single exclusive game launch of all time. It's literally the biggest game that any publisher has ever put out in terms of sales. God of War Ragnarok sold 5 million in three days. Yeah. Pokemon did 20 million in one. <laughs> why the fuck? Why the fuck do you all love these little fucking hey, I got pocket it. monsters so Don't much? Don't do that. I pre-ordered this shit. Dude, it's, I just like Pokemon. It's just so easy to play for me. Like I'll never grow out of Pokemon. I get every That's single just game. Mental. And there's a part of me that does feel a little bit stung by this game. Like It's good and I'm having a great time with it. Like, I sunk a lot of time into it already. Um, and I'm, like, sort of... I'm completing the decks, man. I've caught, like, over 100 Pokemon, you know? I'm, go- wow. I'm going for the decks completion. Um, I'm happy for you. But, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't deny that this game needed another six months in the oven, at least. Um, what? Give me, give me the lowdown. What's, what's it, going on? It fucking runs like shit. It's the worst... It's the worst running game I've played since I can remember. Like I'm trying to go back in my brain and think of a game that's run worse than this. It's it's awful. I I am running under twenty frames ninety percent of my playtime. Jesus, it's awful. Sometimes it's literally like a slideshow. <laughs> like it's it's truly awful, and like things literally just like like characters and Pokemon and and stuff like that, and, like, villages, NPCs, all that sort of stuff. If you're not, like, within five foot of that person or that building, it is running at one frame. Like, that person is literally walking in, like, one frame animations, and you get close, and they loads in. Like, the render distance is... Well, not not the render distance. The render distance is actually fine, because the world is actually completely persistent, and that's why um, they mm. have to reduce all the fucking frames for everything that's not within dick touching distance of you um yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah it's just it just runs like shit but it, there is a fantastic game in there like the formula they've done like i won't deny th- th- it's got the most stuff you can do in a pokemon game like ever it's completely open so you can do anything on whatever order you want i could go challenge like the dragon gym if i wanted to um and just get my ass handed to me annoyingly enough the game doesn't scale so that fucking sucks. So like, if I went and did like the so fire, so and then I do it in like a different order, for example, without knowing, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go do that bug gym at level fifty. That bug gym, I'm fighting Pokemon at mm-hmm. level five. You know, it doesn't scale with you, which is a real missed opportunity, in in my opinion. I feel like it would open up the game a lot more. Um, but right so yeah. so what you're saying is that pokemon scarlet and violet are the dark souls of pokemon games oh absolutely yeah, yeah. and it really makes you feel like a pokemon yeah yeah, yeah. this is better than elden rings open world <laughs> in my opinion um but like um yeah it's it's definitely got the most going for it and and the and the designs okay. for this generation of pokemon fantastic all that the only thing i can complain about is ju- is just the performance the actual game in there is fantastic hopefully they'll patch it and improve the performance um but there's no excuse for this like you can't blame the switch hardware breath of the wild is on the switch breath of the wild looks a hundred times better than this in terms of detail textures and all that 
and it runs fucking magnificent and it and it and it and it's just and it's a bigger world it, it's the same size world if not bigger like there's no excuse you can't be game freak and be like oh the switch hardware is old it's like no you just fucking rushed this game out like you just wanted this game to go into christmas bundles don't fucking lie to us yeah and it worked and Every it time. worked. sold 20 million that's it they're done they're all sitting on beaches drinking pina coladas that's right so like do you think that this game uh do you is this the future of pokemon then yes yeah this this formula they've got with the in terms whole, of design yeah this formula they got with the whole roaming seeing like pokemon and stuff like that um like it's cool you can literally just be like running and there's just packs of pokemon everywhere um which is just awesome and like you can actually see, see like shinies in the open world as well, which is so cool. You can literally be yeah, like, oh, that's, that's a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> that's fucking sick. They need like an audio key for it because everything is so fucking small that sometimes you could just run past them. They need like an audio cue to be like, ding, and so you know it's like a shiny there or something. Um, otherwise, you could just miss it, you know. Um, but yeah, all, all that sort of stuff is great and it feels fantastic. And the do anything in whatever option you want um they've added loads more activities as well it's not just like get the badges beat the elite four done you know it's like you can do the badges you can go do like these big like boss pokemon and get these rare herbs and shit um that like buff abilities for your pokemon you can um you can take down like team star which is like the team rocket of this game like their bases and stuff like that and there's like six bases and then you take down their leader that's all separate to like gym gym badges and elite four mm-hmm. and stuff so you you could technically just mm-hmm. play the game and just not even bother with the badges um and doing the standard pokemon formula um and all of that along with you know the dex completion and the whole collecting aspect there's so much content in the game it's crazy it just runs like shit like that's all it is <laughs> fucking suck it's just it's awful uh and it runs better in handheld people are saying just don't pl- plug it into the tv which is kind of stupid you to think that this actually runs better that's pretty cool isn't it than in your hands yeah uh, uh, how that makes sense um it's pretty cool yeah. when you can't use the the feature on your console because it, it, it runs worse yeah exactly um but yeah that that's all i have to say about it yeah it's it's really good just just runs just runs like ass man yeah i mean like so obviously i've seen a lot of chatter about it and i should be clear like I'm, I'm teasing but like i've got i've got no ill will towards pokemon i am like frequently shocked by the numbers that that franchise sells considering it's been on like a decade-long decline yeah. now um but i i think like, because I think about this, like, it's a bit analogous to, to Halo for me in terms of the, the same thing. Obviously, Infinite's had a bit more success mixed, but overall a bit more success than 4 and 5. I think the the quality debate uh, largely is precluded by the fact that it targets a younger demographic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'd say so. Like. Yeah. Parents aren't buying Halo Infinite for their kids because it's is it an eighteen. Well, you know, nah. either way, it's like a twelve or an eighteen. No way, Halo. But an Pokemon's 18. an E. Yeah, it's E. No, you're probably right. Yeah. And then my Master Chief just drops an F bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Cortana. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> um, what is it? 
16 yeah, plus. I, I, so I think it like okay yeah so so yeah so it still stands yeah I, I think it, it largely escapes that that trap because parents are just like uh, kids know pokemon you know they don't really understand quality yet i guess I, and again that's not to say like like you said this this is the like future like they've nailed it they've got the formula right um it kind of and that's great and like i was because i was like i was eyeing this up um and i think i'll hang fire now um Wait, because of the performance like yeah. i yeah, and I've just got a lot to play at the moment. Like, I'd rather be playing God of War. Like, it's not portable, but I'd rather be playing God of War. And, you know, my, my PS5 is still quite shiny and new. Um, but that's, I mean, that's good to hear. I mean, I, I, I'm happy for the Pokemon fans out there that are happy. Um, but, but yeah, that is such a bonkers number. There's the single biggest former exclusive launch ever. And yeah. it's on quite, like, quite a mediocre scoring Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's um, just funny. That's just yeah. Funny which me. is just it's just a shame, and it just shows that like the greed and and the knowing of how big this franchise is for Nintendo that they they don't give this don't more time try, than the other. They? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. they re- they know they released a game that was not finished, could do with a fuck ton more polishing, but they were just like, "There's enough here. We're still gonna sell a fuck ton. Sure, we can make it so much better." in in two or three more months and polish this shit out but it's pokemon people are gonna lap it up you know and they do yeah you know it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's a real shame but um yeah it just it just shows like laziness and almost like they're just their heart's not fully in it um a little bit um because yeah, yeah. and I, I i do think to a degree like this really dispels the the myth that um you know the reason Nintendo does so well is because all they do is churn out incredible first-party games. And don't get me wrong, they they're very good with their first-party output. Um, but that's not to say like there aren't very real and valid criticisms of their first-party output, of their hardware, of the repetitiveness of like the reuse of IP. I mean. I think those are lots of valid concerns, but my point being that when a Pokemon game like this is cracking 20 million, it, it, it signals to me that there is a preference, you know, Nintendo has nostalgia in them. Mm-hmm. And whether that plumps up sales where maybe it wouldn't for another publisher or it plumps up review scores where it wouldn't for another publisher, you know, whatever that effect is, you know, this really shows to me that there is still, they've got another 20 years left in them of either people our age or maybe 10, 20 years older to squeeze that nostalgia juice out of them. Do you know what I mean? Like where people, you know, it will just be bought regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, but yeah. That's crazy. That that is a crazy success. Like I I can't see I can't see that ever being topped until the next Pokemon game. Like I don't even think Zelda will crack crack that, or even Mario Kart. The fact that it outsold Mario Kart, I don't know. That's just bonkers to me. I know, I don't know. Oh, Pokemon's one of the biggest franchises in the entire world, dude. Just outside of video games, I know, from like merch to TV to I know everything. I know, but. Yeah, anyway. What fun. Uh, yeah, and uh, Joaquin says here sort of that the success of Pokemon makes the Sony statement about Microsoft wanting them 
uh, to be like Nintendo, that much more ironic. Yeah, so this is one of the things that they spoke about um, in Sony's statement um, toward, to the CMA about the ABK deal. They, they sort of said, oh, you know, Xbox want to push us out of the 18 plus shooter market. You know, they want to push us out of that yeah. so that um, we become more like Nintendo. And what, you know, me trying to decode what that means is like, oh, well, Nintendo are such a fan, you know, it comes back to this, Nintendo are such a family focus platform you know they're they're niche and they're narrow and and who they not not niche sorry but you know they're narrow in that in that they go for a a demographic yeah and if if microsoft does that to us we won't we won't stand a chance you know we won't stand a chance but then nintendo drops 20 million sales in the first day quadrupling the sales of god of war in in a third of the time do you know what i mean like, exactly yeah it just it just completely makes what they say redundant yeah there, there's yeah the market is kind of what, what you make of it there, there's a market for e for everyone there's a market for 18 plus there's a market for fucking anime uwu girls like you just <laughs> make a good game a and big people, market and people will flock to your to your system like it's not be or end all call of duty is not the be or end all it's like they're stuck in like fucking like 2000 like 2000 like they're, they're just stuck in the, the, that time era where they still think cod is just like the pinnacle of all shooters it's like no not really well <laughs> like, not at all yeah well you're, you're right well and that's what like they've, they've been making these other statements like our oh, battlefield could never could never compete with cod and it's like well there was a time where Battlefield did compete with COD. Yeah, I mean, they fumbled. Four, That's yeah. why it hasn't been. Yeah, and I mean, I like it could compete. I mean, it wouldn't get there overnight. But like a, a good Battlefield game, like if if twenty forty two had hit last year, oh. when Call of when what was it? Van, Vanguard. The uh, last one. It was. I think they yeah. would have had a good run. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. There was. Vanguard was very hated. Yeah, if, if if Battlefield launched with a good reception, um, so many Call of Duty players would have flocked over to that, clocked in so many hours. And you know, these Call of Duty gamers are kind of small brained sometimes. So if they, you know, they go to Battlefield for a, for a year and they enjoy it, they'll they'll stick to Battlefield. You know, they'll 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 change their their allegiance. Um. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's stupid. We've always said it's stupid, like what they're saying. I just, yeah. It's dumb as hell, man. Yeah, and we'll come back around to a lot of this, but, but like, you know, there is something to be said about, um, re- like, really Sony's strategy for the last 20 years, I would say, since this, from the end of the PlayStation 3 to now, has been okay. Let's make third-person action and adventure games with high production values. You know, thirty to forty hours, maybe twenty to forty hours long. Uh, lots of cutscenes, lots of you know, maybe some side missions thrown in there. That's us, and we're going to dominate that space. We're going to master that and master that formula. Yeah. And they've done that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, like if the third party, if we don't have access to other genres via third party, we're actually going to be in trouble. And it's like, whose fucking fault is that? Yeah. Make another fucking game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you put all your eggs in one <laughs> Make a different yeah. type of game. Get... Yeah. What was the last first-person shooter they made? Resistance? Killzone. Yeah. Maybe. Killzone? Right. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. no wonder. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, I'm trying to think actually. Yeah, when was the last like, exclusive shooter they launched? I can't think of any on top of my head. Yeah, probably is one. That's what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Um, so yeah, anyway, we'll come back around to all of that. But yes, um, it is it is interesting to see how Nintendo kind of has become an an unwilling participant in the ABK yeah. <laughs> the ABK deal. Uh, okay, then let's get on to the main story. So the first thing that I wanted, I really debated on keeping this keeping this in the notes, but I do think it's quite interesting. And it was uh, two weeks ago, uh, Xbox shared their community safety approach in the, in their first trans what they're calling their first transparency report. Um, and these are sort of the three three bullet points of the, the key takeaways of what the team is sort of trying to do. Number one, we are taking action to offer better experiences. Number two, players are stewards of the community. And number three, players are in control. <clears throat> so just to pump some numbers out, just to sort of um, underline what's being said here, the Xbox team issued more than 4.33 million proactive enforcements against inauthentic accounts, representing 57% of the total enforcement in the reporting period. Also, our players provided over 33 million reports in this period, which uh, with communications at 46% and conduct at 43%, accounting for the majority of player concerns. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought this was kind of, you know, it's especially pertinent at the moment with the whole Elon Musk Twitter situation and this whole you know, reinvigorated censorship and uh, conversation that we're having again. Um what is kind of your thoughts on on Xbox enforcement? Like, in your experience, is enforcement in like online gaming? I guess is where this mostly applies. Is it where it needs to be? Does it need to be a harder fist, or like does it need to be firmer? Or do you think a firmer hand would be going too far? Like, you know, because I know we've got a friend who would say that, um, like the enforcement on Xbox is too heavy handed. Yeah. Um, do you think it's about the right place? Like, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say because when we have done like personal like reporting and stuff like that, it's hard to know whether or not that actually got actioned and stuff like that from like a personal experience. Um, so, but I mean, I think in terms of the way it's accessed and sort of you know how how easily it can be done both through like in game and through Xbox UI itself as well um i think it's i think it's in a pretty good place to be honest um and i i think i've never seen any like or heard of any too outrageous like bans or things like that you know most of the time i feel like it's quite quite justified um in the sense of how it's how it's handled um so yeah i think i think it's in a pretty good place yeah i think any more strict um and it will just start to become a little bit annoying um but any looser and yeah like you said people just start to um you know push the boat out a little bit i think it's i think it's a pretty nice point yeah and that's the thing because like like i i'm I, I've definitely had my moments where I've I've like messaged like in Overwatch or messaged like out of frustration, you know, never a, like offensively, like, but they're just like, come on, we need to do this or that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it would, I would I wouldn't want that to become the line that Xbox steps over. It's like oh, I didn't like your tone, yeah, I didn't <laughs> like, like the way you like, told that guy to switch to Reaper. You're out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
he was perfectly content playing Widowmaker for 20 foot, shooting a Reinhardt shield yeah. for 25 minutes. He was having a good time, all right? Yeah. Then B. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't want it to go that far. And I think you're absolutely right. Like the next step, I, I, I love it when games give you feedback on feedback that you provide. Like when I report someone, tell me, Tell me if what's happened or if something hasn't happened. Like, even yeah. if it's just automated, like just tell me we've looked into this and we don't find that it it breaches our terms yeah. of service. Okay, fine. Or we looked into it and we've taken action, so you know that this this man has got a strike to his name, or you know, one or two day ban or something like that um, from communications. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be nice to know just how that how that's gone ahead because there's just no. Yeah, there's no vision on that from like I can't speak personally and be like the reporting system works because it's just like I don't know. <laughs> For all I know, that yeah, guy yeah, yeah. messaged the That's same right. thing, if not more aggressive, to someone else uh, for the next you know two weeks straight. You know, nothing, nothing was done. So yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. That's fine. So yeah, I think this is interesting. We'll see, we'll see how this all uh, continues to to unfold. But yeah, generally, I do think Xbox is quite good with its moderation um, and its enforcement. Um, but I think maybe I think I, I guess maybe I, I don't know how the team monitors in-game stuff versus like just chat. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we've mm. had some times we've been playing Overwatch and people have dropped some pretty disgusting shit oh, in the chat yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. know what i mean in the team chat um and you will report them in game and obviously on xbox but you, you never really know like is xbox can they review that i mean i guess they like, can i don't they? Like, anything, i don't know so i think in that example specifically i don't think anything happens on xbox's side of things i think it's just be like a, a battle net ban you can't lock into any games with your battle net id or your or, or or anything like that. I don't think it would like ban the communication wise Xbox related. Um I think that lies with yeah. Blizzard and, and Battlenet specifically. But there there is an option for like voice chat though, isn't there? When you're going through it, like voice chat is one of the categories that you could pick and that, that makes mm. me think that unless that's just party chat, like I Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'd like to think it's just party chat, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think having like maybe that they already do that, and this is you know a moot point. But maybe some communication between the, the departments of you know the enforcement Xbox enforcement team and then the game like Battle.net for example, or, or whether it's Respawn and the NEA, you know, so they can trade this information just quickly and make sure people are getting punished for for trolling and griefing and you know being hateful. So. And offensive so yeah good overall eh? Mm, yeah i'd say so okay um i know this is kind of old news now but i did just want to give pentiment its flowers very quickly um it, it settled on an 86 open critic um i think to a lot of people's surprise it was on 87 for the longest time with 73 critic reviews and then it just slipped down as i think as it went up to like mid 80 so it's like at the very top but anyway you know 86 is still a fantastic score for the type of game that it is um unsurprisingly it's not for everyone but a lot of the people, like even some of the reviews I've listened to, even the people who have recognized that it's not for them are still saying there's a lot of quality here. This is like, this is so packed with detail that it's almost educational because it's like, you know, it's like historical, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I, I do plan to get round to this at some point. It got a 10 out of 10 from IGN, um, which you know a lot of people were using in the console war because God of War also got um, a 10 out of 10. And it's really, I think it, it's really highlighted that conversation around scale of game and popularity of game, mass market. You know, some people will only play particular types of games. And not only that, will only like will take a shit, a big shit on anything that isn't that particular, that isn't a God of War type game. And yeah. that's that's just sad. I mean, what do you have anything to add about this whole situation? Um Yeah, yeah. I mean I guess yeah, yeah, straight just kudos to um Obsidian um for for Pentiment, as you said, you know, absolute banger, as predicted. Uh, you know, we we yeah. definitely we definitely saw this one coming, even though it's not particularly up my alley. I'm one of those gamers. I'm one of those good gamers mm-hmm. that is like, I ain't gonna play this, but I respect it for what it is, and I'm sure it's a fantastic game. Um, you know, but yeah, I I completely agree that people we need to get past this whole just if if it if it's not <coughs> specifically the type of game you want, you just shit on it like you can say that you're not going to play it that's fine but there's no reason to attack it just because it's something you won't play like that just that's so weird in my eyes like i i would never ever do that um and yeah people just need to just sort of grow out of that it's it's just an extremely immature way to just view gaming like gaming is an art form and art is you know shown in so many different ways so just just grow up like (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. I like. I think most of the time people really don't mind, but as soon as people start putting it into this console war like framework, it it just becomes this annoying like list war comparison. Yeah, we have this. Like, oh, oh yeah, but we have this. Yeah, the graphics. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's like this is so tiring. Can we not just view games as games? Like, it doesn't yeah like when we're t- like yeah so yeah you're absolutely right and and i, I think uh, like to the bigger point of this is that this this really and i didn't see much conversation about this actually given the, i guess maybe because it is smaller in size but really this is a, this is the first post acquisition uh exclusive really um you um. could argue you could argue grounded was a first pie, I should add. Like, you know, yeah. obviously things like Flight Sim and Forza all came out last year, Psychonauts, yada yada. Um, they're multi-platinous, you know, things like that. Mm. Um, definitely. Pentiment's the first like full release, first party uh, exclusive. Um, barring maybe grounded, depending on how you feel about that, because it was in early access quite early on. Uh, it went in early access after the um, acquisition as well. So you definitely could make the argument that grounded was, but to me pentiment is like the cutoff line do you know what yeah. i mean this yeah, is I like okay so. yeah this is like the turnaround now that's how i'm feeling and grantless you know grounded was only only came out like a month or two before like only like month last month or something didn't it so yeah. even then and grounded reviewed well it reviewed at like mid 80 85 84 or something yep and this yep. it's now being an 86 it it's good like even this even though this has been a dry year you know if we were gonna if we we're gonna do the whole count review averages across the year for first party xboxes would be quite high it's just that they've been smaller and there haven't been many of them yeah you know so i'm really hoping this is it we're finally here this is the 
you know, this is the turnaround. We're going to start the year strong with like Atomic Heart, maybe Dark Tide. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, Redfall, then Starfield, and whatever else, um, whatever else Xbox has up their sleeve um, for next year. You know, maybe a Forza as well. This is it. This needs to be it. Yeah. We've got momentum. It's small. It's small. Small momentum, but it's there. I can feel it. I can feel it. Feel it rolling. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, big congrats to the team. Um, we know Obsidian are good. Um, I hope that they. I really hope that this sort of quality carries through to something like Avowed. Um, mm-hmm. That that's I think what that's kind of galvanized a lot of people, uh, in a way. You know, like Obsidian. I, when's the last time Obsidian made a bad game? They're so Never. versatile. St- they made a South Park game. The guy who led Pentiment led to the development of New Vegas t- uh, of, of Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. You know, they made South Park Stick of Truth. Grounded. Avowed's coming up. Do you know, there's such a variety of games here. Um, arguably, they're one of Xbox's best studios. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds. Yeah, no, I go as far as saying they definitely are one of Xbox's best studios. Yeah, 100%. They're big. I can't. I can't actually remember where we put them on our tier list, which is because it's gonna it's coming up to that time where we we're gonna do another tier list. Yeah, I think we definitely put them A tier, at least. Yeah, we wouldn't have put them below A tier. I'm just curious if we put them A or S. Uh let me just chat. I've got it in my note in my file somewhere. I don't think I ever deleted it. There it is. Let's have a look. Cause we're yeah, we're gonna have to review this. I'm 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 really interested to see what how we're gonna feel about this when we when we go over it again yeah i don't um, think we need to review it for a little bit. This, we need to wait year. for more, more oh, sorry next year. yeah but yeah i think like what we did last year did we do it i'll have to double check i can't remember if we did it before the showcase or after the showcase i think we did it just before and kind of the build-up but uh let's check yeah we put them in esther yeah okay yeah yeah i was about to say it was at least a we yeah. we had it Yes, yeah. we had it right. <laughs> we had it right. Yeah. We knew they don't make bad games, dude. They don't. They really don't. Okay, what's next? Game Awards. Let's do it. Oh, screen share time. I'm heated. Yes, please. Okay. Shabai. So if you just click on the the link I've got there, yeah, um, it should take you. It should be a screen with all the categories on it. Okie dokie. Coffee link. Shablamo. Mm. So for video watchers, we're just going to go through... Uh, we're not going to go through every single category because there's things like, oh, best esports, like best content creator. I'm not, not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, but we will go through sort of the main ones, the ones that, that interest us. Um, just to kind of review how we feel about them and um, kind of reflect on them i suppose uh for audio listeners we'll do our best to describe what we're talking about each one and i need to make a timestamp. you do when did i start talking about this about 30 seconds ago 5:30. tgas ah oh, that's the stuff look at that it's beautiful yes lovely okay so i i guess to preempt this um there's a couple of things I wanted to go through beforehand. Um, and I don't, I definitely don't want to sound like the person who runs an Xbox podcast that complains that Xbox isn't, you know, 
getting nominated on a weak year like obviously yeah we kind of expected this but there is some <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is some there is Stuff some fishiness here <laughs> yeah so like just just to clarify the, the the history we've had for the last two years at the very least last year just as a reminder smack my head on my microphone <clears throat> i hope i didn't give you any give you any noise sorry i heard a metallic <laughs> Um, Forza Horizon 5 last year scored 92 on Open Critic right that's yeah. uh, that's one or two points below what God of War is this year mm -hmm. highest rated game of the year highest rated game of the yeah. year full stop uh, didn't even get nominated for game of the year mm -hmm. it did get nominated for best racing game obviously won it yeah so what's happening there there was a lot of controversy at the time you know we spoke about it back then i've spoken about it already on the podcast uh, some uh, jess corden from windows central uh, emailed out to a couple of uh, outlets at the time to kind of ask what happened why wasn't it reviewed and it turns out there was unclear messaging around when the cutoff date was because you know forza it had it had like a, a week-long early access period if you pre-ordered mm -hmm. um and that early access period i think to you know, if my memory serves was before the cutoff of the TGAs for, for the Game of the Year nomination. Yeah. And supposedly a lot of the outlets were not sure if they could vote for Forza Horizon 5 because of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm not getting all the details correct, but essentially, to summarise, there was confusion around what when the outlets could vote for the game of the year, when the, when the latest was, especially for a game that was in early access. Mm -hmm. um, and it was clarified by Jeff that it could have, by Jeff Keighley, that, that it could have been voted for, but it just wasn't. Uh, I see. So, okay, fine. But not fine, actually. Bit, but, like, bit annoyed. it's understandable. Like, kind of... You can you can kind of see where the it issue checks out. lied. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A mistake. You know, nobody dies. You know, it's fine. Not the end of the world, is it? You know, uh, the highest rated game of the year doesn't get voted. It doesn't get nominated for game of the year. Okay. A bit annoying, but, you know, world keeps turning. That's fine. Correct. Let's have a look at this year. Oh, no. <laughs> Grounded. 83 on open critic got no nomination in any category halo infinite wait 87 what? open critic got no nomination in any category pentiment 87 on open critic got no nomination in any category no i didn't think what that... are we doing here i i just thought they didn't get nominated for like the game of the year category and we were like a little bit no nope. no category no nope. for grounded no nomination baby how's halo infinite not not that recency bias dude that how's that not got, like, you know what best multiplayer here's like, the fucking at least thing. A nomination here's the fucking thing <laughs> here's the fucking thing if halo infinite if halo infinite launched within the voting period last year that game would have gotten several nominations. But because yeah. we've now got this recency bias and, you know, the service has been bad and there's this kind of framing, which is fair, which is totally fair. It's this framing effect where it's no longer being viewed through, like, a, an objective lens. It's like, well, the game hasn't, you know, had a good service, but that doesn't take away how good the campaign was. That doesn't take away how good it was in its opening months. 
you know i'm not asking for it to be nominated in the best uh, the best ongoing game category fuck no yeah. like absolutely not shit should be worried best for... performance best yeah. performance you know, uh, what's her fucking name? Um, Jen Taylor. Is that her name, Jen Taylor? Who voices Cortana, yeah, Cortana. and the weapon and yeah. Halsey. She voiced three people in that game and they, they're all the same person because they're all clones of each other, obviously. Mm. But there's just enough nuance that you understand the difference between them. Not even a nomination. Like, come, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, do you know what? So, and this is the thing. I, I Like, I think for each of them, you could make an argument as like, oh, well, you know, Halo Infinite makes sense because the service has been really bad and therefore, you know, people aren't going to remember it as 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 fondly. Okay, but uh, fine. But, you know, you can't take away that it had a rock in first month or two and it, it, still, it still had a good campaign and it still hit 87 on Open Critic. It's like a Spider-Man number. Like, it's like yeah. Horizon, you know, those games you know we can all agree are probably game of the year contenders in fact forbidden west is a game of the year contender and not that not that i expect hello infinite should have been a, a net game of the year nominee that's not what i'm saying but i think a nomination in some category yeah how's it probably not in like order the one i'm hovering over now how is it not even a nomination game. for most anticipated like i know that's like still a that's for shit category year. oh okay all right i thought it was like anticipation leading into what released this year okay sorry yeah so yeah for next year Okay, no, but best fine. like not even a nomination in score. Like the the game had such a good score. Yeah. Like, it's, it's still probably one of my favorite scores. I, I, fine, all subjective. That's fine. I'm not saying it needs. I'm saying is it not a little bit shocking that it didn't get a single nomination? Yeah, the game did a lot of things right, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't get that. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. It best esports event like a lot of people a lot of people were saying that the esports Halo infinite have been the best they've ever been yeah like even though you know and then pentiment obviously it released three days before the cutoff or something like that oh so it got no nominations so for you know i don't know if the same things happened again because, <laughs> like because pentiment got like a handful of 10 out of 10s you know? yeah so, like, has, again, has there been some confusion on where the cutoffs are, or do people just not really vote for it? So, I, I guess what I'm saying here is, because I'm just trying to try to keep it simple, with like Occam's Razor, and, you know, make the least assumptions where possible. Um, you probably could make an argument that each one of these games I've listed for this year, um, there's a reason, there's a reason here, there, you know, uh-huh. tucked behind your ear, that it didn't get a nomination in any category. But no other publisher seems to have this difficulty. No uh-huh. other publisher we ever have to, like, bend backwards and crab walk down the street to try and explain why a game hasn't gotten a single nomination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I see exactly what Pentiment, you mean. Yeah. Pentiment came out a one week after God of War Ragnarok. One huh. week. And it got no nominations. Hmm. Bit sus, isn't it? So is this just a case? Is is it just a case of like, yeah, people like really liked it, but it, it didn't. Nobody thought it deserved anything in any category, or is or maybe God of War Ragnarok review codes went out like significantly earlier. I, I know they did go out like a week in advance, but is that really enough to like justify? And that's what I mean. Like I find like I'm going around in circles doing mental gymnastics to try and explain why nothing got a nomination in any yeah. category, but no other no other publisher has this difficulty. 
So I just wanted to preface that. You know, I'm not. I'm just asking questions, and I'm not saying I'm making any accusations. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, but nothing for grounded infinite and pentiment is is so silly for me. It is. I'm sorry. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Not a single domination. I'm not asking yeah. for any of these things to get an award. I don't know if that's you know that's up to the panel. But a nomin like especially something like grounded, like how's that not like on there for like best like ongoing or something like that? Like that game's had like great support running through and great updates yep. and, and 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 its full its full release going into one was phenomenal as well. Um, yeah, no, that doesn't. I, I it's so weird to me, dude. I'm wondering if Grounded did get any, like if it was counted as a launch when it came out in its early access, because maybe if that happened, it disqualifies it from, you know, from being nominated again in any category. Hmm. I just, I don't think, like I've just given it a quick Google search and I can't see anything about it. But Game Awards Grounded, no. So anyway, yeah, that's so all I'm saying, you know, I, I don't ever see another publisher having this sort of difficulty. Um, and I don't really have anywhere else to take that because then I start going into pointing fingers territory, which I don't really believe is the case. I just think that, that is a bit crazy to me. Like you said, especially like with how unique Grounded is, you know, as we get towards the end with something like Stray being nominated for Game of the Year and Grounded not. That's a joke. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know about that. Like, if we are going to have a token indie game, you know, be in the Game of the Year nomination selections, why that? Why not even Vampire Survivors? Like, yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's let's go through some of the categories then. So, shall we? What's what are some of the interesting ones at the bottom? Um, let's go through like actually some of the ones that we would have a say in. So from from the bottom, you got best adaptation, uh, most anticipated, best esports game, best esports athlete, esports team, esports coach. Just a lot of esports and most anticipated. So, start start with anticipated, and then you just take us through what you think um, what you think is going to be good for us to talk about because I it's too slow to update and. Um, <laughs> it would just be a lot of bumming and orange. Yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah, so most anticipated games is is on there right now. So these are the ones most anticipated. Uh, yeah. Do you want to read them out for our for our audio? Oh listeners? yeah, for our Anthony. audio uh, listeners, we've got Final Fantasy 16, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 remake, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I can't. The Tears of the Kingdom one, I can't like, unsee that meme. I've got saved on my phone. Is no, that no, actually Tears or is it Tears? Because Tears is spelled the same way, isn't it? It, it is, but yeah. that just I don't feel like that makes very much sense. I don't know. Tears. It's got to be Tears. It's got to be Tears, um, yeah. I've got, um, I've got that, yeah. that meme on my phone of the, of the title card of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, but like the letters are blocked out and it says End, end, end Tears King. Yeah. <laughs> End of Tears King. End of Tears King. That's a great name. <laughs> so catchy. It's rolls yeah. right off the time. Um, yeah. I Hogwarts Legacy. I'd say I agree. Yeah, dude. Hogwarts Legacy is is mad hyped. 
like I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. I, I'd be quite surprised if that wasn't on there. In all honesty, you're surprised seeing that, are you? A little bit. I, I, it makes sense, you know, the IP size. It, it makes sense, but I guess, and what we've seen so far has looked like kind of cool. I don't know. I, I just don't have all that much confidence in that game. I, I guess. Yeah, because it just keeps getting delayed, and I don't know. I think it. I think it. Looks it looks like, like, to be like a bit of a banger, to be honest. I'm actually quite excited to see it. I know that. I know that. My, yeah, uh, no, my I am going to get it. So I'll, I'll be quite excited to see. Yeah. See how it how it plays and mooch off her a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I for sure. I'm rooting for it for sure. Like a good Harry Potter game. Like you know, it makes me feel patriotic a little bit. You know, so I would by all means like nail this game. And that's what I think. I think a good Harry Potter game could be like amazing. Mm. Like it could be really good. You know, it, Harry Potter has such a tone that nothing else kind of hits. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of a cult, but it's also child friendly and it's kind of like fish out of water a little bit. You know, I, yeah. it's just kind of has this cool kind of zone that it occupies. Yeah. I, what are you voting here? I am probably. I'm torn. Because I'm a big fan of a lot of these <laughs> games on here. Um, but I'd say... Oh, you're pretty hyped for Final Fantasy, aren't you? I am. Because the the fucking lead director for the Devil May Cry 5 combat is is on this game. Uh, and mm-hmm. Devil May Cry 5 was fucking amazing. Um, I'd say I'm torn between Starfield and Final Fantasy 16 here. With Resident Evil 4 mm. a close third. But um, I'm voting Starfield, probably. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> like almost a bit of fear behind your eyes there. Like, I'm yeah. gonna, like my, my hand's going to come no, through the screen. <laughs> like, as, as much as I, I, I am a Final Fantasy fan, like, I just think Starfield has just... A, a ridiculous amount of potential for what this game could be yes in terms of replayability and in terms of just really hitting that itch we've all been waiting for for another another skyrim-esque just lose yourself in an rpg like i i feel like i haven't had that for a little while i got that with elden ring don't get me wrong but then elden ring i feel like as much as elden ring immerses you i feel like when Elden Ring kicks your ass ten times in a row, and a boss is raping you. It kind of takes you out of that of that yeah. you're engrossed in a in a world sort of feeling. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not 
and it's it's not it's not uh, like RPG heavy, is it? It's not like the Outer Worlds, um, where it's like RPG. You know, build your own character. You know, make these decisions, pick your companions. You know, where 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 we end up always picking the same type of character by accident. We do. Uh, I still remember yeah. that when we like when we like logged on after playing for two days, and we were both like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be like a smooth talking, pistol wielding space cowboy." It was like. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I can't do something else. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't changing now. Don't you change? Yeah, no, we we, yeah. we definitely have that have that in all RPGs. Um, but yeah, that's that's why Starfield's getting my vote here. I think. What about you? Yeah. No, I mean it's no surprise to hear that Starfield is getting my vote here. Um, like I, I we're an Xbox podcast. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I think, like I was going to say, like I probably it would have been a bit closer had had we not seen the gameplay that we saw last year. But I think I would have still voted Starfield anyway. But I remember, you know, when we sat down and watched that for the reactions video, just being like, "Wow!" Like, okay, there was a bit of frame hitching here and there. Like, sh- like, I, do, do I really need to point to Pokemon again? Like, you know, a game that runs at twenty frames and has been gobbled up as much as it has. Like, a little bit of bad pacing on frames in a in a showcase that's over a year out from its release is not killing my hype for this game yeah you know all the the variety of planets the the flying around like making your own spaceship and then like flying out and going on these adventures to make your spaceship better to go further into space like the upgrades and graphics as well like okay it's not cutting edge like god of war is but it's a lot better and it's you know the facial animations look much better and the mm. combat look much better as well you know again it you know it it doesn't need to be like a Call of Duty level shooter. It's it's a it's an RPG first, you know. Yeah. And all of that looked so exciting to me. Like you said, the sheer potential is what makes it um, anticipated there. And from what we've seen so far, I think it's it's looking very good. Um, and all those skills and the skill trees, like yeah, like I'm in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Choo choo. Right. All right. Well, that's yeah, that's that category done then. Um, but yeah, I, I agree yeah, with most things in there, to be honest. Um, that's not much. Do I really? I press back and I have to go and click on view all categories again. Um, okay, so what should we do next? Should we have a look at best multiplayer for this year? Yeah, let's do it. We're, yeah, multi- yeah, we're multiplayer gamers. We are. Okay. So. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, which is nice to actually see out there, uh, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and whatever the fuck this is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, <laughs> apparently. What do you mean? You haven't played that? Yeah, that's what they launched no. day one on Game Pass, and everyone was like beaming about that. Yeah, it got like 89 on Open Critic or something. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. I had no idea. What is it? Like a side scroller, like beat about? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Four player. Five player, I think, actually, because um, you can play as April. Is that her name? The lady? Maybe yeah. six player because you can play Shredder? Oh, no, the rat boy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Even I quite liked it when I played. I tried to get Beth to play with me, but she wasn't vibing with it. But it was, it was fun. Oh, <laughs> I can't lie to you. I had no idea. Yeah. How's this not being brought up? Because we, we like these sort of games. So we enjoyed Battletoads. Um, I'm surprised it's not being brought up. I'm sure I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I mentioned it at some point. Um. I, feel um, like, I, feel I can't like lie to you. I'm giving my vote to multiverses, like straight up. Yeah, you're not giving it to Overwatch just on just on the issues it's got with its with its like store. Yeah, like I, I'm aggression. loving 
I'm loving Overwatch 2, but I don't think... Like, Multiverses is the only new IP here. Yeah, that's true. I think, And I think that deserves some recognition. I think Multiverses is kind of dying now. I think I think it's it's really... I don't want to use the term dying. That's toxic. But, like, I think it's... I'm I sure it's, it's tapered off. I think it's drop, dropped off, like, quite substantially in, in, in people's eyes. I'm sure it has, but... But, like... I don't know. Like, how big good. does the, the online... How how big does the online crowd of Smash Bros really stay? I know there's a lot of public interest in Smash Bros, but like, what's like what what are the player counts? Like, how many people are playing online for that game? Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And that's on a long running franchise. Like, Multiverses is brand new, and really, it's still in its you know its, its first six months, first year of of its life cycle. Um, I, yeah, I think it deserves recognition. I think it's really fun. I think it takes a two v two approach. Um, mm-hmm. I think the combat can be a bit quick sometimes, but Overall, I think it it feels different enough to feel not like a Smash clone. And I think that was really impressive that they managed to do that and they managed to make these characters and make them feel fun and different. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be giving my vote to Multiverses here. Okay, interesting. Um, I'll probably get, I'm probably going to give mine to Overwatch 2. Um, as much as Overwatch mm-hmm. 2 does have its issues, and I know it's pretty copy-paste from Overwatch 1, um i just think they had a i think the 5v5 change up was really great it's changed the entire pacing of the game um and yeah they they, they got some hitches with their store and and progression and stuff like that um but it's just fucking great to be back i'm just really enjoying overwatch so i'm probably gonna give it to that yeah it's still good it's still good it's still very good it really annoys me that when i press back i have to click on here again Okay, so let's let's go for I think sports racing, nah. Uh, sim strategy, nah. Fighting. Should we go best role playing? Let's do it. I don't know what kind of role playing games have been out this year. Okay, so you got Elden Ring in there. You got Liver Liver Live or Liver Live. I guess it's I guess it's Live Liver Live. I don't know. I've heard that everybody gets confused when they say it, and I, I am. Yeah. I, I also get confused. Uh, Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So very, uh, very Japanese. This category. Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring, the only one kind of Western <laughs> uh, here. So it's a very Nintendo. It's a very Nintendo heavy category. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade, I think. Yeah, and and Pokemon Arceus, I think they're all Switch. They're all Nintendo exclusives. I I'm not sure about um Le- uh, Level Live. I'm not sure if that's multiplayer or not. Yeah, I does say Square Enix Nintendo, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it is. Okay. Yeah, very Nintendo heavy. Yeah. Um, I've heard Triangle Strategy is very good, but I mean, it's pretty obvious where our votes are going for this, right? What does the text say just above the the pictures? It just says multi. I can just see multiplayer experiences. What? what oh, else? sorry. What? Yeah. So for the be- uh, what well, underneath role playing. Okay. So um, for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, fair enough. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm not voting. I, I well, to be fair, I don't have experience with any of these other games other than Elden Ring. I've heard no. good things about Xenoblade Chronicles and Triangle yeah. Strategy. Uh, I know Arceus got like a reasonably well reviewed as well. Um, 
it's weird that they like it makes the po- the whole Pokemon thing double weird when they ha- already had a Pokemon game released this year. And they're like, yeah, just get the next ones out. Yeah. Oh, what's even weird? Two of them. Arceus actually looks better than Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, like graphically and the way they handled yeah. the open world. It's actually gone down in visual. And that looks bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fidelity. So uh, yeah, we're voting Elden Ring here. Um, I've watched the playthrough of Xenoblade Chronicles Three. It's not something I'd ever buy, but it's it's quite interesting to watch and just sort of have on in 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 the background. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, Elden Ring for best RPG, definitely, no uh, doubt. And what? Uh, let's do. Shall we do? So you got best action slash adventure, and then best action. Let's do both. Yeah, best action slash adventure. Okay, so wow, I was not expecting to see that there. Okay, so we got uh, a Playtale Requiem, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray's wiggled his way in here, uh, and Tunic as well. Which Tunic is the really big surprise to me. I was not expecting to see Tunic there. Um, a lot of people feel like Tunic should have. Like had the game of the year nomination, and it, it did. It got three votes for game of the year. Um, Stray got six, but it, it was like it was in contention. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so it's for good. the for I the category, we got um, yeah for the best action slash adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Um, I find this hilarious considering mm. I think the traversal in Stray was gutted to what it could have been. Um, <laughs> It was just like, it's weird that you got traversal and puzzle solving and they simplified that so hard in Stray for what it could have been. Um, and that's one of the main points of your category. I feel that's a bit odd, but yeah. Um, yeah well, so. for, for me right now, um, I, I didn't finish Tunic. I did play like the first two hours. I did like it, but I just uh, I didn't I didn't keep my attention. I don't think it was the game's fault. I just think I had other stuff going on. Um, I've obviously completed a Plague's Tale, and I'm about eighteen hours into God of War right now. Um, but for action adventure, did you say there was an action category as well? Yeah, there is an action category as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it would be a real toss-up. I'd have to complete God of War to finish because some of the locales in that game are, are really wonderful. Um, like some of the adventure yeah. elements are, are really fantastic. So I, I like some of the side quests are just fantastic. Like they, like no spoilers, they like end up changing some of the biomes. Like it's just awesome. Um, okay. But having said that, like I wouldn't be voting for action here. With I think the action was the weakest part of of a plague tale um the adventure part was quite cool uh you know it's very gritty it didn't have this kind of fantastical side to it it was just kind of and it wasn't that's not to say it's just full of browns and blacks it's not but you go through lots of quite cleverly designed environments that are visually interesting yeah um yeah it'd be a real toss-up i I'd probably lean towards god of war for for this category um but it, it depends. It depends how it unfolds. Um, I did love Plague Tale as well. So, yeah. What about you? You, 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 um, die, but you don't really have a horse in this race, do you? No. So, I, based on the fact I'm, I'm not really keen on a Plague Tale, you know, I respect it for what it is, but I didn't play the first one, didn't play the second one. Not sure they're really my type of games. I might quite like them if I gave them a go. Um, but, yeah, in terms of from what I've seen 
and played and stuff like that i think if we if we're going into like the adventure side of things and like like combat traversal like the world all that sort of thing uh i watched a fair amount of my girlfriend play horizon forbidden west and that game looked absolutely stunning and you just you can't yeah, deny fantastic in the in this in the like in the way they handle like enemies in that game and how you take them out with your equipment um and combat like it's it's fucking amazing it's like the closest you're gonna get to like morphing monster hunter into like a story driven like game um and it and it gives me sort of dragon's dogma kind of vibes too a, a little bit yeah a sense of how you handle everything i loved um, i loved the combat in the first one it was so fun yeah so just i think just stuff. based on that and the versus the versatility in in how you take down everything the designs of everything i'm probably going to go for bin west here i'm gonna go with that i think so. i think that's totally fair uh, i mean this is this is sony's category yeah and, <laughs> and best action game would also be this sony's is what category. they do action oh this is odd so best action game is actually not a single sony game in there um so we've got um so for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat okay interesting so you got bayonetta 3 call of duty modern warfare 2 uh neon white which i heard is really good i've heard neon white is very good yeah so i got I... I got three game of the year nominations as well okay you're uh you're lagging a bit you came in a bit late and i think you're lagging a bit but you're good um sifu and then oh, okay another nomination for tmnt shredder's revenge hey, this game's coming out of the woodworks yeah, you, I, I just wanted to. Um, I so I've been. Am I? Hopefully, I'm not lagging anymore. But I, I, I've just had a look at my comments because I've been on full screen. Uh, you know, in the in the chat, should I say my comments are like a Facebook old man. Um, and Wakin said that. Um, also consider. Uh, this is back from when I was ranting earlier about the. You know what was going on with the the Xbox Studios games. Um, also consider that No Man's Sky is nominated for community game. Uh. I think well, we're probably getting to that category. Um, mm. Maybe I should have saved it for then. Anyway, but Sea of Thieves, Fallout seventy six, and ESO have haven't been nominated, even though they dwarf No Man's Sky in terms of player base. Um, so I just wanted to quickly read that, and we'll come back around to that when we do the yeah. community category. But I think that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 definitely reaction that in community. Yeah, but we're yeah, so action. So this is primarily based on combat, and yeah, you got Bayonet three, Modern Warfare two, Neon White, Sifu, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge again. Um, mm. yeah. So let me have a look at Neon White actually. If this is the game I'm thinking of, yeah, I, I haven't played any of these games, um, but I know these are. I, I can't. Other than COD, I know these have all been pretty well received. Yeah, this is um, like Neon White's the one which has my most in- interest. Yeah, it's like that card, like almost deck building first person shooter, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that 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 looked really interesting to me. Um, yeah, I I really actually haven't played any of these, so I'm just going to go off feel. No, me neither. What I know about them. <laughs> So it's a t- it's a tough one between Bayonet three and Neon White for me because I'm just a big fan of I've played Bay- uh, uh, Bayonetta in the past and really enjoyed it, um, 
and I'm just a big fan of that style of combat, being a DMC fan. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of being innovative and sort of indie and cool, I'm probably going to go Neon White here. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Um, that's the one I have the most interest in, probably followed by Sifu. Um, I don't know if that, I think, I mean, it'll come to Xbox at some point, but that got pretty good reviews too. And again, got a couple yeah. of Game of the Year nominations too. Um, they they both agree fun. Um, and Neon White, I'm just waiting to come to Xbox and I'll I'll play that. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah. it's a Nintendo exclusive at the moment, I think in a t- timed capacity. But don't be surprised if this is something that, it would go either way, but like I said, don't be surprised if this is something that PlayStation gets and then make time exclusive for another year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a PlayStation move, dude. It's, you know, Japanese, they like to... That's why I think they'll just keep that synergy up. Yeah, so let's try and do... Okay, so best community support. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so best community support. This is based around Joaquin's comment as well. So, in this category, it is for recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, game updates, and patches. Um, and you got Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, which is the the MMO one, um, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. We know what's winning this category. Doesn't really matter what we vote, but oh yeah, yeah, that is a bit. I guess yeah. I don't know. Well, I just I, I guess while we're on the topic, actually, I've like it's see if Thieves had its recent series, um, season eight um, yeah. update. Um, I don't know if you've seen anything about it, but there's like essentially like opt-in PvP. Um, which it was, but the way they've done it is very, very cool. You know, in the way that they do everything, all the mechanics they introduce are very like, you don't just go into a loading screen and do it. It's like part of the world. Yeah. And you like, you go to your desk and you turn the, like a, um, a sa- what are they called? Sundial? This, uh, sand, sand timers? Oh, um, hourglass. Hourglass, that's the one. And you choose which side you want to be on. You know, I can't remember the names, but you know, it's like Captain Flameheart and then another one. Um, and your ship like goes underwater, and you like, oh. you know, you are underwater down in the down in the reefs, and there's sharks and mermaids swimming around, and then you burst back up right like head on with another ship who's who's done the same thing okay. in, in the world. Like you're not in a separate instance, you're in yeah, in the world. Um, and then you fight, and you know if you do it, you get rewards, and that's cool. You know, gold and everything for that for that faction. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, but I think that came out after this. But nonetheless, yeah, it's a bit surprising to not. I, I think like at, at some point people have got to start turning around on Fallout seventy six. Like, because yeah. I've I've just heard I've heard good things about seventy six for like a year now. Um, yeah. And I I don't know. At some point, I would like to give it an earnest try again. I really would. Um, but I mean, I guess like I feel like No Man's Sky is in this category every year, and that had the same level of kind of backlash and then comeback. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I completely agree. Yeah, for some reason, everyone seems to have this soft spot for No Man's Sky for what it's turned into, but they're not giving the same yeah, treatment right. to Fallout seventy six. Uh, everyone just seems to have kind of still dismissed that game a little bit. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm kind of. I mean, maybe I was I was kind of surprised not to see Grounded in here, but I guess Grounded's updates are a bit too slow, right? They're a bit too 
far apart. Um, they're, they're not as consistent as something like Apex and Destiny, which deliver something. Or Apex delivers something every three months. Destiny's like every six or something. Um, pretty consistently. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's what it comes down to. But, yeah. And see if Yeah, I, I, I don't have... Said. Yeah, I, and I mean, of the of the nominees here, I don't really have much experience with any of them other than Apex. Um, but I thought might have continued to do Fortnite things, you know, with their yeah. like ridiculous speed of updates. Um, no Man's Sky, like, like you know, I every time I do see like an update video for that game go out, I always watch it. Yeah, like introducing the newest update, I always want they're like two minute videos. I'm like, that's really cool. I'm probably not going to play it, but I do actually have it installed on my drive just to like. Maybe one day I'll boot it up when I'm listening to a podcast or something. Um, yeah. Like, by like, you know, regardless of what we just said, I do think they have done a fantastic job, and it always looks really good. Um, so that's great. Final Fantasy fourteen, I know, is continuing to do really well, but like, I can only really give my vote to Apex here. Um, Respawn are very typically very good um, with their responsiveness. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A- A- Apex's update cadence is is very good. You you can't deny that. Every three months. They deliver a pretty pretty decent chunk of content to keep things fresh, um, and they they make these pretty beautiful, well detailed maps. At the drop of a hat, sometimes it feels like they they really whack this sort of stuff out so quickly. Um, and when you look at other people competing in the same space as it, like Warzone and and stuff like that, it's it's so much slower for them. Like it's ridiculous. Like Apex do it so much faster. Yeah. Um, Destiny always, every time there's a Destiny update, I really want to go back. Like, they do a great job in in, in um, restylizing every single expansion, like, really well, I think, um, and, like, drawing mm. people back in. Um, and the newest one does look so cool with the new powers and stuff like that, um, the, the, the new element they've introduced. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to give it to Apex, too, but we know Fortnite's winning this category, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, yeah yeah you're probably right yeah so let's go to best indie let's go to best indie uh we've we've probably got to speed this up because we've been going for close to two hours already and (laughs) yeah i don't want to be here all day uh so best indie for outstanding creative technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system you got cult of the lamb neon white sifu stray and tunic But there's the indie category, yeah? Indie, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Okay. It's a it's a cool selection. Um uh, I'm a bit bummed out something like immortality is in here. I mean when maybe that Death doesn't Door quite hit out? the threshold. That was last year. That was last year. Okay. Wasn't sure if that was this year. Um I, I've only played Cult of the Lamb here. Um, which, you know, I've spoken about on the show, um, generally had a pretty mixed experience because it was just so fucking buggy and I don't know why nobody's talking about that. Um, the game was, like, had uh, two or three of the core game mechanics just didn't work. Like, um, you would do these daily, like, seances where you would essentially suck experience out of your followers, right? But... You'd, you'd, take, you'd go into your tent and you'd, you'd bring them all in and you'd suck experience out of them. But one of the bugs that was in the game for months was that it would cap out at six. So if you had more than six followers, you couldn't bring, like, 
10, 11, 12 in to get double the experience, it would cap out at six, which yeah. meant that you got less experience, which meant it was harder to foster your cult. Um, like I just, like the cosmetics just didn't work. They would like glitch and like blink in and out. So you couldn't use any of the cosmetics, like the, um, as, you know, to change your, your base or your camp or anything like that. And there were other things as well where like um, in the roguelite bits, the combat bits, enemies would pop out of the map and you wouldn't be able to hit them because they were on the outside. Ah. And that would ruin a 20 minute run. Yeah. You know, and you just yeah. have to reboot. And that's that. Um, I, I loved it when it worked properly. And I, I ended up waiting a couple of months and going back and finishing off like the back 30%. And I really liked it. It had a really good loop when I played it. And I, I imagine if you played it now from start to finish, you'd have a great time. It's like a really good eight or 8.5 out of 10. Um, but I, I, I couldn't rightfully vote for it in, in this category because of that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I can't vote for anything because i haven't played enough of any of them yeah yeah it's tough to vote vote for this um yeah i think just based on what i played unfortunately even though it was buggy i think the potential there and probably what it is now um yeah i'll go cold the lamb for that one uh, i definitely think it's better than tunic straight and sifu even if i had played them uh and neon white's just yeah. a question mark because i haven't so by default i'll give it to cold the lamb but yeah um all right so uh best oh best ongoing okay so best ongoing is basically yep. the exact same category um but genshin impact is in there as well um so we won't bother doing this it's basically the same as on like support like it's mm-hmm. really weird how they're not categories. Yeah, that's um let's go for games for impact best performance audio design you want to do any of those like audio design or best performance um best performance yeah have a look at audio design i know games for impact is like you know best social and uh pro-social messaging i think dusk as dusk falls was in there which was quite nice to have a nod to that um i i uh, not a first party game, but I was surprised again not to see As Dusk Falls in any other categories. But you know, it did review high seventies rather than in the eighties, so I think that's more understandable. But I really liked, I really enjoyed As Dusk Falls. I'd totally recommend it. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, best audio design, um, yeah, best in-game audio and sound design. Uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo Seven, or Horizon Forbidden West. Hmm. Oh, cool. Those are some pretty interesting nominations. Um, it, is, it is good in God of War. Um, I don't know if it's as good as Elden Ring, though. Can't Elden Ring does others. have some pretty, pretty fantastic um, like boss music and sound effects for just everything, like just hitting enemies or yeah. clashing against things. Um Elden Ring. Just so much of it as well. Very good, yeah. Like you, you, you can't deny some of the some of the sound design in that game genuinely just gets the blood pumping when fighting enemies and bosses and stuff. <laughs> like it's pretty exceptional yeah. the way it handles that. Yeah. I'd be leaning Elden Ring for sure. Yeah, I'm going Elden Ring. Um and yeah. I mean Call of Duty's always a banger, but in terms of its gun sounds and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Always has good audio design. Yeah. Let's do best performance quickly. I'm interested to see. Uh Horizon Forbidden West. Um Plague Tale. Um so I'm guessing the main character in Plague Tale. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um Immortality 
and God of War Ragnarok again. So I'm guessing that's Kratos and whatever his son's name again is. I forgot. Um, not sure about immortality and then Plague Tale and Horizon. Yeah, interesting. Again, oh like yeah, I was I I yeah I I tweeted. Uh, I can't see what her name is for immortality. Um, and she responded. Um, I was really glad she got a nomination in that because um, obviously immortality is FMV, so it's full motion video, so it's like video recordings. It's not motion cap or anything. Um, yeah. And that was great. Uh, there are performances in God of War are really good as well um when we watched the previews i was like a little bit concerned about um try his name is sunny isn't it sunny yeah, yeah try sunny, sunny soldier yeah yeah but like nah it's not a problem not okay it was, it was it was just the trailers yeah so he's very very good they're both very very good um plague's tale is that me i think it's amicia for, for her she was very good as well um yeah i and i know aloy from the first horizon but I mean, I guess, I don't know, I feel like the character was so bland that it couldn't really get any any good performance out of Ashley Birch, to be honest. Maybe the second one's different, but I'd be happy with any of them. I think if I had to pick something, I'd probably pick Immortality. Um, okay. I'd probably pick... Um, uh, what's Amon, Amon Gage? Is that her name? I'm just... I'm, yeah, I'm, Manon. I'm, Manon. Uh, no. Gage, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Manon I'd probably Gage. pick her. I do think she was very, very good. Um, oh. She's closely followed by... Oh, probably the three of them, Amicia and both God of War. They're, they're both very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So we got left, we've got best score and music, art direction, narrative, game direction, or game of the year. Which of those we want to do? Or maybe all of them quickly. Um, Do direction. We'll, do just, we'll just do direction and then maybe narrative and then game of the year. Okay. Ooh, this is quite spicy. Yeah, so Art Direction, Elden Ring. Uh, oh, sorry. So, for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in the artistic design and animation. Uh, so, your Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Stray is everywhere. Um, Isn't it mental? Isn't it mental? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, I like that Scorn's in here because if there's one thing you can say about Scorn, is it fucking its art direction is extremely interesting. Um, in, yeah, in, that's in, right. In the way it looks, so I, I like that it got a nomination here. Um, I honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to Scorn winning this category. Yeah, I, I mean, really wouldn't. Um, I mean, Elden Ring again, mate. The fucking the designs on the areas and the world and how intricate they all are and blend together. And all the animations for all the different weapons, the art of wars, the fucking mate, so much went into that in in terms of design and, and animation. It's crazy. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I wouldn't be upset with Elden Ring winning. Um, I I don't think God of War is good, but it's not on the same level as Elden Ring. And I know it's going to sound really stupid, but I kind of also think it's not on the same level as Scorn because Scorn is just so incredibly cohesive and unique. And yeah, um, like because uh, yeah, like a lot of these games are like we've got to have a snowy biome, and now we've got to have a, a rich biome, and now we've got to have a jungle biome. And it's like I don't find that interesting. 
like God of War is quite good is that and that they're not they you know they're Norse inspired so they do have like an edge like it's definitely very good Elden Ring is like it's its own thing you know it's like yeah it, it has biomes that you couldn't have dreamt of you know yeah really um and so, same with Scorn like Scorn is just it's it's very well realized as well um in terms of its art direction like its its level design is is a bit pierce here and there um but the actual the, the art and you know and getting that from concept phase into game is really good especially that last level is so good so memorable like like that really sticks out like it feels like it's burned into my into my brain yeah um whereas there are some i mean maybe it's just the scope but for Elden Ring, there are some bits that definitely aren't but some bits definitely do. So yeah, I don't know. I would be happy with score or Elden Ring to take this category. Yeah, I'm going Elden Ring. Yeah. But yeah, Scorn is definitely... Is, and it's just good to see it there as well. Um, okay, yeah. let's do narrative really quickly. Uh, so narrative, okay. outstanding storytelling, narrative and development in game. In a game. Uh, Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West and Immortality again. Um, well, so this of course caused a whole lot of controversy over on Twitter because uh, of whether or not Elden Ring should be nominated for this category. It's a bit obscure, isn't it, for Elden Ring? It's it's very mm. find it yourself narrative. Um, it's in there, yeah, uh, and it's very it's it's hard to find. But I I don't know if you can mark against it for that just because they don't give you the breadcrumb to follow exactly and hold your hand. Like, do you really take that away from the narrative? Mm. Well, it's funny because then you start getting into semantics, don't you? Because it's like, well, is this... Like, if this was best lore, best world building, yeah. But if you start Mm. saying narrative, storytelling, like, if you change the word slightly like it becomes very easy to to nod along with or very hard to nod along with and like i've got to say like i am kind of in the camp where i'm like i'm not sure if narrative is the right word for Elden ring here but i also mm. i also understand that if we just chose a different word you know it would probably be fine <laughs> yeah um so because it's not really storytelling is it not particularly yeah um and honestly for that reason i wouldn't mortality which was i'd vote for mortality i'd vote for mortality playing tail would be really really closely behind um with its narrative but immortality is like that could have only worked as a video game yeah and it pulled it off and so i can't see how i can't vote for that (laughs) that is not a movie game yeah. I don't have experience with any yep. of them, so I don't want to. Don't want to do that. Don't want to create any enemies. Uh, we already did direction, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's just go on to the final. We've we've covered most of the main yeah, ones. Yeah, let's, so let's just do game of the year. Game of the year nominations. Ah, so. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Stray, Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles 3, and that's, that's the list. 
Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've also got um the, the Game Awards Twitter account tweeted out the nominations that of you know a list of games um oh, that did that that were there but nominated the for this category. Yeah, that's right, including these as well. So um just to start from the bottom and work upwards, um Xenoblade Chronicles got three votes, mm-hmm. Tunic got three votes, Sifu got three. Neon White got three. Immortality, three. COD Modern Warfare, two, three. A Plague Tale Requiem got five. Stray got six. Forbidden West got seven. Elden Ring got seven. And God of War Ragnarok got ten. Um, why does Elden Ring only have one more vote than Stray? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, and the same. What's happening? I mean, as <laughs> much, and the same for Forbidden West. Uh, Forbidden West is in the same camp. One more than Stray. Uh, that's an insult to Forbidden West as well, a little bit. And I'm not shitting on Stray yeah. for anyone listening to this. Stray is a fine game. It's just not on the caliber of some of these. Like God, uh, you could show this list to a blind person and they'd pick out Stray as the, <laughs> the, weird, the weird one out here. It's just. I don't know yeah. why it, it it got so much love, especially as the reviews kind of evened out. Like what high seventies? I don't think it broke the eighties either. Yeah, it did. It did. It got like uh, low eighties. Oh, okay. Like eighty four. Um, I just, I just, it got good reviews. I don't see it, and I've played it. I just don't see it. But I'm just one person. Well, this isn't. Yeah, no, this is I'm I'm but a pawn. Yeah, yeah like, this is like isn't an unpopular opinion. Like I've 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 heard a lot of people being like stray, like of all the things on this list, stray. Like yeah. I I've spoken about immortality, and like again because it's an FMV game, I know it's like not going to be the most popular thing out there, but that game is like Bioshock Infinite levels of clever writing. Like I, like mm. cl- there's no game like that. There's no game like what that does. And it kind of pisses me off that we've just gone for a movie cat get like a cat movie game. Yeah, it's like what's going on? <laughs> you know, and like again, like it got more votes than Plague Tale Requiem did, and that's like they're more comparable, but it's still I find that a bit unfair. I don't know. Yeah, like why does it only? Why does Elden Ring only have one more vote than Stray? Like, what are we doing here? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> is recency bias really that bad? Like, because Elden Ring was so much further in the end, people are like, I wasn't that great. I like cats after all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a weird one. Um, yeah, we 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 can't deny that seeing Stray on this list is 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 a bit strange. Yeah, and like there has been a lot of there's been like mixed opinion about for, uh, Forbidden West being here as well. It's like okay, yeah, look at the Xbox podcast picking on the PlayStation game. Yeah, okay, but like there has I'm not going to pick on God of War being on this ri- on this list, and I'm not going to pick on Xenoblade Three being on this list either. And they're both platform exclusives that aren't on Xbox. But like yeah. a lot of people felt that Forbidden West was just more of the first one. Yeah, and and that's fine. Like of course that's great. Like that's arguably what you want to have a sequel, but that's what makes sequels quite hard to get on these lists. Um. Mm. And so a game of the year nomination when you have things like when you do have things like immortality and you do have things like a plague tale or even things like neon white right like yeah i think that like like come on <laughs> like why are we just going for like is this is this is the movie game maybe is xenoblade is turn-based so maybe less so xenoblade but it's, it's, it's kind of they are just is it not no okay so it is it is this whole thing of like 
games that are like analogous to movies are easier to review and therefore they get plopped up. I like the same with Play- I love Playtale, but Playtale is that sort of game. Yeah. Um yeah. Elden Ring is a bit less so because of its unconventional way in that it tells stories or like introduces lore, you know, that whole thing. Um and, and that just so annoys me. Like immortality is very un- unconventional. It it's it tells you something through a game. You interact with it. Um, and like as Dusk Falls a little bit as well. I, I never expected it to get onto this because, um, you know, it just wasn't received as well, even though I think it deserved to be. But like, that was like a, a game. Like you made choices. Your choices had impact. Mm. I don't know, man. I like, I sometimes feel like this isn't a game of the year category. It's just the best movie game. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What game could be told best as a movie? know yeah i would agree with that um but we've got to cast our votes buddy so where where you where you voting for this for game of the year what's your game of the year uh like i said i haven't finished god of war yet um but i think the first god of war is better um unless unless there's like quite a big turnaround i don't think it's as good as the first i think i gave the first like a 9.5 i think ragnarok so far is a nine which is like fantastic. I, I think sometimes it edges into the 8.5 territory. Um, so far, that's where I'm at. I'm it's between an 8.5 and a nine to me. This game, by the way, has some horrendous pacing issues. This is starting to like circulate online a bit more now that it's you know it's been in everyone's hands for a bit. Uh, I don't know why nobody's mentioned this in reviews. So many outlets were just tripping over each other to give them give this game a 10 out of 10. Mm. there's there's a section in this game which is just like it's like a two or three hour part early on where you're just riding something around picking fruit and there's just talking going on and it just never ends and there are parts of this game where like you have a fight and then you climb on a wall for four minutes while there's dialogue and the dialogue's good the voice acting is good but it it just feels so sticky and gloopy. Like I want to keep moving. And then you're mm. like, you know, you've got your hand on the stick cause you're just like pushing it up and you're listening. And then it's like, you've got to press, look over there and press circle to jump to the next part in the wall. And it's like, just let me like, stop doing this to me. I don't feel like the first game had this, this sort of issue where it's like, it's like really forcefully trying to slow you down. Yeah. like a lot of the time of the game is like okay we need to have a break like you need to breathe between the next combat section otherwise it's going to be too much mm-hmm. um and i've got no real way to move or speed it up because in the first game they lent really heavily on the boat sections where you would boat from thing to thing and mamir would tell you a story and it was great and there is still that in this game but there's more of like you're going to squeeze through a tiny gap you're going to climb a wall mm. you're going to really you know be forced into this thing where you just push an analog stick forward and listen to dialogue for the next two minutes. Yeah, and the fight was only three minutes long, so it has some it has some very genuine pacing issues that do suck the enjoyment out of it. Um, so if it did, and there are lots of other parts of this game which are really really brilliant, it is a little bit samey in terms of the combat. Can't lie. Again, the, the reviews are tripping over each other, so we just ignore that. Um, so eight point five to nine for me. The first was a nine point five. Elden Ring, uh, Playtale. I'd put eight point five to nine as well. Um, Elden Ring, I still think is somewhere in the in the range of nine point five and ten. So, I would I would give it so straight. So straight, yes, that's right. I don't even I don't even need to play it to know that that is game of the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm with you here. Um, I haven't played Forbidden West, Ragnarok, Plague Tale. 
literally the only ones I play now in Ring and Stray. Um, I can recognize them for what they are, and I will get around to them. God of War Ragnarok and Forbidden West, they're obviously phenomenal games, but yeah, I, I have to cast my, my vote to, to Elden Ring here. Um, I'm, I'm with Joaquin, I'm with you. We're, we're, all, we're all holding hands. Um, <laughs> and my vote cast to Elden Ring. Um, and I guess before we close off this segment what do you so we've we've done what we personally vote for what do you think's gonna take it home if, if Elden Ring doesn't take this home I will I'm going to sit in my bed and I'm going to shit my pants I'm going to shit myself I'm gonna sit there with my my one week old baby and we're both gonna shit our pants together yeah. I mean really it's between Ragnarok and Elden Ring uh isn't it it it, is. It's one of the two. I, I very much wanted to be Elden Ring, and I'll be very surprised if it wasn't Elden Ring, considering the reception that surprised. Game came out to. Um, I, I will be a little bit outraged, like yeah. because like because Ragnarok has has more votes, like on the nominated list, it has ten votes to Elden Ring seven, and like to me, it either that either does <laughs> it does put out like a PlayStation preference vibe or a really heavily heavily recency bias vibe and there's nothing like strictly wrong with either of those things but like if we're going to do awards guys we need to be a bit more objective about this like you need to be looking back at your notes that you took when Elden Ring came out and you need to be looking at what you said was so good you know the way the the map guides you around and it just keeps going and you know the the, how the game it um, makes you emote you know with no voice acting really you know yeah. you go into these areas and it creates you know going into um the the what's the red zone called you know what i mean the uh, uh oh the scarlet rock place and stuff yeah, yeah. that's the one yeah. uh yeah that place so it's very emotive and I, I like all of that is i mean go on for hours about this but you know what i mean like I have a couple of very minor gripes with Elden Ring, but overall, I think it's it is, and with how the content creator community treated that game and our devs after mm. it, but overall, I do think it is it was pretty evolutionary in how it treated open world design and like the amount of content in it, and it it, it was yeah. intentionally not putting its story first and how that actually complemented the gameplay. Like I think that's fantastic. Um, I for those reasons like i i will be absolutely sh- shocked if elden ring doesn't win like yeah. god of war is great i don't get me wrong it got ragnarok is very good i'm having a great time playing it um but there's some i have some moderate gripes with ragnarok i don't have any moderate size gripes with elden ring they're very like quite small yeah um so I, I will shit myself <laughs> okay. what about you you heard it here first uh i'm not gonna shit yeah, myself right. Um, but yeah, I, I, if Elden Ring doesn't, it'll be a travesty. You'll piss it, yourself. It, yeah, I'll piss myself. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 both tweet uh, videos of us shitting. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it'd be a bit of a travesty if Elden Ring didn't take this one home. Um, and if Stray actually does win it, I think I might take my own life. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna play in traffic <laughs> if straight wins this category. On your X Cloud, you're gonna play straight in the in on the motorway. Yeah. Um but no, yeah, it's it it's gotta be on ring, right? Um and yeah, that's where my yeah. my my uh, boat goes. 
Uh, and yeah, that's the, the end of our hell. very lengthy Game Awards segment. Yeah, it had to be done. I mean, this is just yeah, this is just what happens when we skip a week. And I've I've put a line through a couple of things, Tim, that um I don't think we need to go through um okay, cool. for the rest ah, of the video. Nice but I, I just to just to line underline kind of uh kind of Xbox's involvement with all of this, Aaron Greenberg tweeted out um about uh, Game Pass's kind of uh, involvement with the nominations here, and there were fi- of of all of the nominated games, fifteen of them were on Game Pass. Um, as some examples, Tunic was day one, Plague Tale was day one, Scorn, Immortality, uh, Vampire Survivors, Survivors got a nomination in the Best Debut Indie category, by the way. Um, nice. Citizen Sleeper as Dusk Falls, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all of these games, Metal Hellsinger, all of these games. Uh, we're getting past day one. Um, so as much as it hasn't been a first party showing this year, there's a good that's a good signal for quality in the in the service. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy to think actually. Yeah, fifteen. That's good. That is good. Yeah, it's good that's value. Big. Okay, so I think what we'll do, Tim, uh, I've uh, yeah, I've put lines through everything, and I think if in the notes, if you if we go down to page. 17 around the initiative we'll go from there and then there's i think there's two or three things to go over really two two things yeah okay so okay what's uh, what time we on two turn man that really did take up a lot of time eh? yeah it did yeah still gonna hit okay um so there's just that there was a small comment from the ceo of crystal dynamics phil rogers who spoke about their experience of working with um the initiative on perfect dark and they mentioned that the project is going extremely well one of those things right what else are they gonna say oh man this sucks the initiative this whole thing sucked you know nonetheless i more wanted to steer the conversation um around like does does this now that this is this is settled and we know this is still going on and we know that actually the crystal dynamics and the initiative involvement is kind of a co-development rather than like a contracted development and we know that they cry crystal dynamics are working on this game as much as the initiative are does that make you like more confident in this game or less confident like what what are kind of the what's the temperature on that now um i don't know man i mean crystal dynamics have had some pretty um spotty games um in 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 the past uh so it would just be interesting to know how like this relationship is going with them working together like as much as it might be like equal parts in terms of work i'd be more confident if i found out that initiative were like still the decision makers and still sort of leading right and then you know making the the ideas and stuff like that and then them all working on it together that would make me a bit more confident i don't know how that works in terms of this but i just know that you know crystal dynamics don't have a a perfect track record um but it definitely doesn't install any any worries in me that this is like an equal parts co-development sort of situation rather than uh, a contractor um a contract sort of thing so no 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 negative impact yeah here, I, say the least yeah and i think beside anything else um chris dynamics was bought on like what two years into development maybe longer so it like 
unless they're literally rebooting everything that they've done, the initiative will have frameworked the game, you know, uh, in advance. As much as, yeah, they're co-developing now, like that is already done. Like that, that framework, that, that prototyping and wireframing is probably already done. Um, and I think, you know, we've spoken about this before, but I think that was initially the idea of the studio that they had kind of a small hyper talent. Like, just remember the people that they, they still have on this team, but there was like a series of departures. They had like Rockstar devs, Sony Santa Monica, um, uh, Rocksteady. They had so many dev, uh, Naughty Dog. They poached talent from all over the industry. They had some coalition guys that moved into there as well um where they made the game and then they contracted teams in to kind of put the meat on the bones that was what we kind of speculated was going on but it more seems that that isn't maybe what's happening now going forward and they've gone into a more uh conventional development style um and part of that is because this this, the project is being led by daryl gallagher who used to be over at crystal dynamics i think so he's kind of essentially bringing on his old team so that they can get things moving but um it sounds like it's going well. I think Perfect Dark has, you know, if, I hope. I, I, what I just really hope is that they do something like unique with this game. What yeah. Xbox doesn't need is a a Splinter Cell clone. It doesn't need like an espionage shooter clone, right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think we have confirmation yet that the game is a first person shooter. Um, but a lot of the evidence seems to be pointing in that direction. And the one thing that sticks out in my head as something, I think it was either spoken about in, in an interview or it was spoken about in one of the trailers, is that they wanted the game to feel like it was a, a parkour, GoPro, John Wick game. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, kind of like, it had like this kind of Mirror's Edge feel, but like ah. John Wick instead. Mm. Yeah. And that sounds cool. Like, yeah, yeah like sounds, do that. Sounds like that. So I hope that's something they can go for. Um, so we'll see, we'll see, really. I mean, do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, not not particularly, no. Um, I mean, look, I, I, don't, I didn't buy the original, like, Perfect Dark, so I don't even know really what I'm getting no, me into neither. here. Um, but yeah, it would definitely be interesting if they did something unique with it rather than just sort of, um, like you said, make a, make a Splinter Cell clone with it. Um, yeah, the, the idea of, like, a very cool, stylish like like you said like like fast paced hitman s game um where you just feel like a badass you feel like a bounty hunter sort of thing like that's kind of what i'm going for here um rather than crouched in the dark waiting for enemy patterns and to walk by and me stealth kill them and stuff like that you know i i'd ra- yeah. i'd rather it be cool cinematic almost like max pain sort of vibes that would be really yeah. cool the first person yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah in in my head i've got this like this idea of the game being like really heavy on like animations and camera work um where so they'd probably need a wider field of view but like things where there'd be it'd be like a mix of like quick time events kind of and maybe like yeah. button combos but from a first person perspective do you know what i mean that's like yeah. i don't really that that sounds quite new to me That'd where like cool. you know you shoot someone in the leg and then there's a, a you, you know press y and you like step on their foot like where you shoot them and then you like take them out or things like that or, you know you like shoot someone in the arm and they've dropped the gun and now you can run over to and pick up the gun things like that where there's kind of this environmental um interplay and, and like maybe physical combat interplay from the first person like thing and the camera like pans down to the feet and the hands and the body parts you know to to make this all work i think that sounds really novel to me you know thinking about how when you see those first person um 
like that footage of like parkour runners doing their thing that's kind of what it looks like doesn't it you know the camera like moves around to like different body parts and um, that's yeah. in my head what i want the game to be <laughs> that would be cool as hell yeah yeah you'd feel so fucking yeah. cool doing that yeah yeah like you're someone like standing behind the wall you like shoot their foot you know and then you get the prompt to pull them out behind cover and you follow it up with some more shots yeah just that real yeah. john wick john wick feel um i think that's that's what i'm vibing for with this game yeah okay then let's move on to the final um the final piece of news guys if you're still listening if you're still here uh it's been a longer show than normal so we'd really appreciate if you could give us a thumbs up if you could give us a rating, if you're on a podcast platform, if you could maybe consider subscribing, that would be really, really good. Um, that'd be that'd be delightful. Do it. That'd be just delightful. Do it. For queen and country. Oh, for king and country. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, so... Yeah, that's it. Um, all right. So for the... Um, for the final uh, piece of news, then, uh, we've got the ABK section, really. And just to skim over the top, um, China have declined the basic filing. So essentially, China have moved into their phase two investigation. No surprise. It's a $70 billion acquisition. Um, supposedly, the FTC, so the US regulatory body, might be getting ready to sue Microsoft over antitrust concerns. It's not official. Uh, they're just rumors coming from, you know, <laughs> sources tm you know insiders tm don't really know if this is true but nonetheless it seems like activision and microsoft are both ready to go to court over this if they need to um so maybe this was a contingency that they had on the roadmap that you know this 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 very well might happen and we need to be prepared for that um and they are obviously still confident that they think they can win it um so that's that's just the legal ongoings so we got the eu the uk the us and china kind of in-depth probing now um okay which just makes it all the more funny that saudi arabia and brazil were like yeah it's fine mate <laughs> yeah <laughs> fine. Cool. yeah take them <laughs> just have them yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right okay yeah i mean uh, to be honest i'm I, like you said i'm sure they they prepared for something like this i mean it, i i i think yes they were always going to expect resistance in this um so yeah i don't think this is this is much of a shock obviously they prefer not to go down this route um but it's not much of a shock for them. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. And um, one of the... Like, the, the, the main things that have really happened since we last had a podcast it has been that, and this only happened in the last few days, is that the CMA published Sony's response to Microsoft's initial uh, like pub uh, um, rationale. Uh, so there's been obviously quite a few back and forth, and then we've seen publicly what Microsoft's response was to, to that sony response so we've got a couple of extra things and i guess the good place the best place to start with this i think is kind of the headliner here um is that and this happened kind of on the record rather than on the, on the regulatory papers but phil has said that xbox has since uh since the last meeting has offered 10 years of a you know, multi-platform guarantee with call of duty if you remember last time it was three years right they said yeah. three years and Jim Ryan flying, crying, spying on your pying Ryan. Whoa. Said, you know, that that's not enough. <laughs> you like those bars. Um, <laughs> he said, you know, that's not enough. That's inadequate. You know, we, we couldn't, that's not enough. So they've now offered, they've over tripled that. And they've said, you can have 10 years. And Sony have since declined to comment on that offer. 
Wow. Declined to comment. Wow. Well, I mean, it needs to think on it, I guess, but. I think that's a very generous interpretation of, of the situation. Yeah. I think that Sony is not actually caring. Like they just want to nuke it. They just want to kill the deal, or they just want, you know, they they just want they want an agreement in exclusivity. Um, sorry, in, in perpetuity. Really, they just want them Xbox to say, "Yep, we'll never take X. We'll never take Con off." Yeah. They don't want Xbox to have that leverage over them. That's what really. I think a lot of this is about leverage. I think they know that this is going through one way or another. And they don't want Xbox, whether it's 10 years, 20 years, they don't want Xbox to be ever be able to turn around and say, you need to keep your next Marvel game, let's say you know, Deadpool, whatever. Yeah. That needs to come to bottom that. Or we'll be thinking very carefully when it's next when it's time to renew our our you know our Call of Duty uh agreement. Our Call of Duty contract. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, but they're, they're just never going to get that. Like, uh, Xbox are going to want to negotiate. Yeah. They, they, I don't think, like, like we said, we never they never want to take it off, but we're going to negotiate. It's it's business, right? Like, but I sure. I feel like they're going to be quite fair and quite you know. I mean, we've already shown generosity, um, with it right now, and it's just. I, I I don't know, man. And it also gives them ten years, ten years of guaranteed another competitor. Yeah, to to <laughs> to produce another competitor. Yeah, to just be like, let's get our hand in the in the FPS now. You know, let's bring back some of our FPS fucking sh- games that we've just left to die because we decided that we like to make movie action games. Like you got yeah, ten right. years to start getting a horse in the race there as well. And that's not even like, and that's still even after that ten years. It's not like we're ripping it away from them. It's just like some negotiations will need to be had. You know, you can still probably keep it, Molly. That's right. It's just like, how is this not like a generous offer? Like, I just don't understand, man. It, it's so strange to me. And and like, let's like, because they've declined to offer, and then we've seen these reports. You know, the the behind the scenes their their kind of uh, retort all they've done is continue to cry about a hypothetical exclusivity which xbox has said over and over and over again they're not going to do that yeah. they're not going to take it off playstation like we want to and that's it xbox just and that's kind of the funny thing i suppose the kind of hypocritical thing and it's like if you're not ever going to take it off playstation why do you want why are you against uh the contract being in perpetuity you know and i think i think it's probably because there's some middle ground there i think xbox will want marketing rights they might want some time exclusive they will want xbox to be the place to play and they don't want playstation to be able to write a contract down and say no you can't optimize it for the series x which is the better performing hardware for this game no you can't put it on game pass right you know they don't want that so really i think they want the leverage and i just think I, like, is there a time, ignoring Sony, is there a time period that regulators would be happy with? Like, would, are regulators, would regulators look at this and be like, okay, Sony, they've given you a pretty good deal here. Yeah. Like, you've got enough time to spin this up. Okay, we'll make a couple of extra concessions, you know, maybe 
they can't stop you putting it on PS Plus. That would be extra generous. You know, you can have it on PS Plus six months after it goes to Game Pass. Yeah, you know, things like that. You know, you can have a delayed uh, subscription inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the thing. I wonder if or a regulator is going to be like, yeah, no, if they're not happy, we're not happy. You know, <laughs> Jim Wright, he's taking me out. He's taking me and the kids out for dinner on Saturday. I, I want those. I want those waffle fries. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't put this yeah. up to 20 years, I'm not getting waffle fries. You know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they're expecting, like, even though we're purchasing, we're making this insane lump sum you know purchase of of blizzard activision they seem to want an exact 50 50 split or like equal rights on on this sort of stuff and it's just like well that's never gonna happen you know you can you can find some middle ground where both parties benefit but one obviously will benefit more being xbox you know because you know that's just the whole idea of it but yeah, it's just like, I don't know, they just want it to stay the same, but they're, you know, yeah, you dropped 70 billion on that company, but we want everything to stay the same here. It's just like, what? Well, I'm yeah, sorry, right. that's not how the world works. Yeah. Like, yeah, fucking... Jesus and it's not even Christ. like it's not like it's not like stomp out the little guy either, you know? It's like, okay, oh, you've, like, you've made the moves. Like, let's not forget, after everything we just said, PlayStation just bought Bungie. Yeah. Like they just bought Bungie for six six billion or something. Okay, it's a tenth of the Activision price. Destiny Two is still one of the biggest IPs in the world. Yeah. Like, don't tell me they can't spin up a competitor when they own Destiny, the studio behind Destiny. Hmm. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like that 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 Bungie could spin up a COD comp- a Warzone competitor. They could just make like an Apex, like you know, a standalone kind yeah. of Destiny universe battle royale yeah these were the creators of of halo the best you know back then the best fps on the fucking market in the entire world you know what's to say they can't make a destiny centric first person shooter game multiplayer only or like you said a a battle royale competitor or something like that you know it's ridiculous yeah so it's like I, I don't I don't want to hear it. Like I don't want to hear it that this isn't enough. They they don't even need the ten year spin up. They've already got one of the best in the business. They literally just bought them and nobody gave two shits. <laughs> no, nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, so I, I'm I'm getting a bit confused about what the and I know that you know the stipulation with the bungee thing. Apparently, they said that you know they'll remain independent and they'll publish everything. Or at least Destiny. I can't remember the exact wording. The wording was that all their games will stay multiplayer, um, and we don't know if there will be concessions on that. And maybe for that reason, Sony don't internally consider that a competitive factor with Call of Duty. But that's mm. not that's your fucking problem. Like you wanted to acquire a studio that wanted to remain independent, and you did that because you wanted the transmedia benefit rather than the exclusivity benefit. You know. Um, so that's where we're at. With, with that you know declining to offer on this this 10-year deal you know really i think just goes to show that they don't want that mm. they, like you said they want this kind of 50 50 one-to-one um they want it to almost pretend like the exhibition didn't even happen for call of duty yeah um which we'll see and you know well, personally i couldn't give less of a shit by all means do that it's just it doesn't make sense to me you know when you've got regulators out there tweeting about 
Call of Duty wanting to stay on my PlayStation. All it does is really fuel <laughs> yeah. the fire that there there is some bias out there, and that you know there is some love for and this need to protect Sony and this backdoor changing of money. You know, it, it just seems a bit a bit sus, especially when you this you know we're getting something new about this every week and every time. Even neutral outlets are like, this is a bit ridiculous. Like, listen yeah. to this, right? This is what Sony said again in, in what in the retort that they published. Faced with weaker competition. Microsoft would be able to increase console and game prices for Xbox users, <laughs> increase the price of Game Pass, <laughs> and reduce innovation and quality. Uh, there's only one publisher I know that's doing that, in- increasing game prices and increasing console prices. Yeah. It's, it's PlayStation, it's isn't it? It's PlayStation, yeah. <laughs> oh, they couldn't possibly do the thing that we're doing. You've got to you've got to put a stop to this. Oh yeah, I mean it's you just got to man. Only they can do it and get away with it. Yeah, it's it's just a complete contradiction. I I I, I don't get how like stuff like this isn't just they're not just being laughed at when making statements like this. It's <clears throat> it's so weird to me. <laughs> no it is it's like how could like this can't be serious and that's the thing like i don't know if regulators are reading this like you know with their like the glasses down on the edge of their nose and they're like yes yes no it's a very good point uh you know xbox mm-hmm. could they could put their game prices up to 100 pounds i would they could <laughs> like i don't they, this is already happening mm-hmm. the company you're defending is already doing this they put up their prices for no reason in 70 percent of the of the western world you know yeah. Uh so yeah, I, I can see I can see Joaquin popping off in the chat um who said that there's no no such thing as a, a contract in perpetuity in business, which you know it is absolutely right, but at the same time this is kind of an extraordinary circumstance and therefore requires extraordinary reasoning. You know, we'll see. You know, I, I agree with it in principle. Here's the perfect compromise, Joaquin says. Give Sony a 10-year contract as well as the previous year's COD to go into PS plus until the current game becomes old. Um, and then that would take its place. If the COD schedule moves to a two-year cycle, that means PlayStation would receive the old COD every two years for the next decade. Boom. Yeah, so timed exclusivity um, mm-hmm. comes out a bit later. Yeah. Kind of like how PlayStation currently guts modes out of the, out of the CODs and gives it to Xbox a year later. And progression. Yeah, no, that sounds fine to me. And progression, yeah, don't forget about that. And progression, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um... <laughs> So and that's the and that's the thing. Like I really like we've continued to say that we don't really have any stake in COD. We don't really care about COD. It's more that there's just like some really uh, obvious and silly hypocrisy going on here, and that's really what's making getting Xbox gamers annoyed. Yeah, and it's like hang on what? Hang on what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If these points were, be were valid and actually backed up and just not completely like hypocritical, then I'm sure that people wouldn't be up in arms but it's just some of the shit they're saying it's just like how can you not get mad it's just, it's just, you're doing this and you're asking us not to do it like what <laughs> i just yeah. uh, it's just the weirdest shit man and, and like you said we don't even care about card but it's just like how how, how no. can you not like you can't at a principle you can't let someone act that way and and get away with it it's just it's crazy yeah. And I like, you know, just to further 
um, some of the comments here. I, d I don't have the exact quotes, so I am paraphrasing, but what they had also said was, um, you know, that if this went through, gamers would have less choices. And, you know, this is the title of the video. Uh, you know, gamers would have less choices and the industry would be worse. You know, and they, they even like implied that they would have to consider leaving the industry if this went through. Like, I just can't believe it. Like, it's just such a load of shit. Like, it's such a load of shit. Like, is there, like, a penalty for something like this? But, like, like if the deal goes through and then in 10 years' time they haven't left, can a regulator not be like, you lied? Yeah. Uh, it's actually an offense to <laughs> make up stuff to, a you know, a, a federal regulator. You know, I just think it's kind of silly. And, like, if you put your brain on it, right, when they're saying gamers would have less choices if the like what i i honestly like what do you mean how would gamers have less choices like oh, i man. i actually don't understand <laughs> like so this is assuming that they make that they do the exclusivity that xbox has already said that they won't do what do you mean i don't understand like because the game would be available on PC, Steam, Cloud, Xbox, previous Xboxes. Mm. I mean, the, you know, the amount of places that you could play COD would go up. Yeah. Net, even if it was made exclusive and taken off PlayStation, yeah. it would still go up. Really? So like, I actually don't know what you mean. Really what they're saying is PlayStation gamers will have less choice. That's, that's really what they're saying. Yeah. Here. Because like and, you said, that's if anything, only it's available if... more. It's more accessible. Yeah. And that's only if Xbox are the, like mustache twirling villains, and they're like, "Ha ha, got ya!" And yeah. they just and they just immediately make all of it exclusive. Like, Loki, I kind of wouldn't just... mind that happening. Seeing Phil put just Phil just going out. Yeah. So... <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Still like the Rick. All right then. Dogs. Well, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I guess i just wanted to round out the segment with kind of the other side of this um as we kind of bring the show to a close um which was around uh what, what kind of some, some of the things that xbox said because you know let's keep it real these are just both companies trying to make their shareholders happy with the information that they bring up and the things that they say and that's all just silly stuff because it's you know we live in a society where money is the most important thing and we have to make sure people were happy with that. Yeah. And so some of the things that Xbox said were, for example, they, you know, they started like pointing to Metacritic and, you know, and, and Twitter mentions. You're like, well, if you look at the amount of Twitter mentions that Call of Duty had um, at the uh, at the end of last year, it was actually quite far down. So, you know, that means that it really is an impact. It's just like... Oh, it's like silly stuff but like it's, it's nowhere near as egregious as what like some of the stuff sony is saying but yeah. like it's like like let's like look at pokemon right you know let's point to their metacritic and you know the fact that they just broke a historic record um mm -hmm. so you know silly stuff all around but yeah definitely they can't keep thought... getting away with this they can't keep getting away with this <laughs> and we thought phase would be better <laughs> Hopefully, phase two is less petty. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look like it's going that way. All right.
Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, I had like another one or two things I wanted to go over, but we've we've kind of made the podcast go on long enough, and, and we have places to be, and we've got lives, unfortunately. So, um, we we'll leave it there. If there's any developments on some of these things that we haven't covered today, we'll obviously follow them up in the next week's video, and we'll be we'll be less rushed, um, because we yeah. won't have to compact two weeks of news into one week. Um, but Tim, are there any closing thoughts on any of that on the game awards on the ABK stuff on Sony being little weasels on Stray? Uh, yeah, my closing thoughts are Stray got nominated far too many times. Um, <laughs> if it wins, I will go play in traffic. Um, Elden yeah. Ring mm-hmm. should win. Um, and mm-hmm. Sony needs mm-hmm. to grow up in terms go. of uh, just this whole deal and realizing that mm-hmm. there's not mm-hmm. going to be a one-to-one compromise. Why would Xbox drop seventy billion on a company and give you the exact same rights, if not more? Take take a take a good deal, take a generous deal, and fucking put it to bed. Mm-hmm. Use the make another game, make a game that's not hasn't got sad dads in it. Wow, <laughs> that is just savage. I should, I'll tell you what, while you... <laughs> that's beautiful. That is really beautiful. I, as you as you put the jingle on, please, can you just put up oh. that, that graph that I put up at the very bottom? Can you see it on... Um, uh, it's at the very bottom of my notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the one with the, like, red and green... Yeah, the star for the graph, yeah. Because they, they pretty much, like, had to spell it out to the regulators of, like, this is why this sort of game isn't good for exclusivity um this sort of game like starfield and redfall is good for exclusivity because it's a new ip has an uncertain audience uh, audience it appeals to dedicated gamers often single player and then it moves further down the spectrum further down the continuum to like niche studios like uh psychonauts and fallout 76 they've got a niche audience they've got a small community and therefore there's a lower value of exclusivity there mm-hmm. and then on the other end of that spectrum it's Call of Duty and Minecraft, mass market audience, lower value of exclusivity, massive online community that extends beyond the device. It's what they've been saying the whole time, but they've literally had to paint a picture. <laughs> like, they're, like, like illustrations, like, you know, just to help explain what they mean. And I think it's a, re- it's a really good little, little graph, actually. Um, at a glance, you can just immediately tell what they're talking about um, mm. with those games in the middle being valuable as exclusives, uh, but on, on either extreme end does not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it totally checks out. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's what you would think it would be common, common knowledge and common sense. You could you could figure this sort of stuff out. Um, yeah, so. there, there is like a little bit of nuance here, I think, because I think this, like, you can they are playing the field a little bit. I would still say because Psychonauts two, if that didn't already had ever had an agreement, that I think that would remain uh, exclusive in the same way the Hellblade is. Like Hellblade, it's arguably a niche audience with a small community, uh, but that's exclusive. Yeah, you know, things like Wolfenstein Three, Elder Scrolls Six. Like, where do they fall? Mm. They're, they're probably you know somewhere in between the left and the middle. There, between the Fallout seventy six and the Redfall, and you know, therefore, it, you know, there is a bit higher value of exclusivity. But yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Huh. Longer show yet, Tim. We did it's, it. Uh, yeah, it's it was very long. Do the old wrap around, guys, girls in the chat. Thanks for hanging around. Thanks for coming back to us after the two week break. The plan is to continue to go back to our, our you know uh, regularly 
scheduled programming uh half 12 bst on sundays so if you've been here this whole time thank you so much for, for lending us an ear um if you want to follow us on twitter come over there and do so consider subscribing consider liking the video all of that really helpful stuff for the channel um and we will catch you next week yeah bye bye yeah goodbye bye, everyone thanks for showing up hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code acast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details